Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood, and I'm joined by Matt Kirshen. Hey, Andy. And Jesse Case. Hey. How are you feeling, Jesse? <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, we should tell the listeners again that this is being, we recorded three or four in days consecutive in days. So, yeah, Jesse hasn't had kidney stones for a month. Right. This is a three-day window of our lives, what you're hearing. It's been shitty, man. Yeah. I passed one in the yard, so it's mixed in with the soil somewhere. I don't know where, but I got more. Um, how, how do, do you, you know, know you have Do you know more? how many you have? The, uh, for, uh, from an ultrasound. They oh, do an okay. ultrasound. And uh, no babies, though. I thought about swallowing like a little plastic baby first to get a laugh. <laughs> I really did. I was like, if I stop and get one of those... <laughs> Like that would be in a king cake. A like king in New cake. Orleans. If I get a king cake thing, <laughs> yeah. I am gonna kill in that office, you know. But uh, I didn't do it. They just saw the others dead hamsters and stuff. Oh, but yeah, then, okay. um, uh, yeah. So that sucks. That's so how really many more sorry. have you got to go? The rest are smaller. I got okay. a few, but the problem is uh, everything gets so backed up when it goes down your uterus that um, you get you you always get a UTI. So the UTI was quite inflamed, and then probably a little kidney infection, too. So I'm taking antibiotics now that are basically radioactive. It was right. like, it came with, I've never had so much info come with pills. You know, like you get a little bottle and have like a, a little flyer that's like, don't drink, and you're good, you know? And this is just like, a, it was like a binder that's like, don't do this, don't do that, don't look east, don't do that. <laughs> it's like the weirdest shit. Uh, but you know, so I don't, yeah, I'm all right, man. All right. You know? Oh, well, we got a guest. We do. We do have a guest. That, that laugh that you heard oh, earlier. Bummed everyone already. out at the start. I'm really very amused. <laughs> I'm sorry. I bummed everyone out right off the bat. Uh, the host of the JV Club and uh, co-founder of SF Sketchfest, um, voice on Legend of Korra. You may have seen her in Burning Love. Uh, Janet Varney is here with hey, us. Hey, everybody. Hey, Janet Varney. Voice of Korra. I'm so sorry. Hey, don't worry about, about it. Babies. Or I'm so, what, what is the voice you are on Legend of Korra? Korra. You are Korra. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. I should have known. It's I have not really seen okay. Legend of Korra really yet. Okay, I'm but sorry. it is really good. I What's it about? It I haven't seen it either. Oh, I mean, are, have you ever heard of The Last Airbender? The Last Airbender? A, yeah, that was a, that that was was the, a different an, series. In Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, he he licensed it and did a live action version that but everyone But it was a cartoon uniformly. before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about a kid with an arrow for a head? Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah, so that was the first series, and this is the second series, and it's 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 very anime ish. And oh, is it a uh, spinoff? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, about someone like, named who's Korra? So Korra is the so the Avatar is sort of like the Buddha or the Dalai Lama. It gets it gets reincarnated through generations. That's the so Arrowhead kid. So the Arrowhead kid was a, a reincarnation and was an Avatar, and that's the person who's charged with sort of balancing the elements. world and the elements. Sure. And then so Korra is the next. Uh, generation avatar. and her voice is conveniently very similar to yours. Very similar. What like so- boringly? Similar. <laughs> what type of bender is she? She can do it all. You can bend anything. That's what you do when you're an avatar. Okay. Yeah. So why was the first one the last Airbender? Uh, that's a, a long story that has to do with the whole plot of the series that people should check out. Sounds but boring. it has to do yeah. with a, a yeah a, a tribe of people that are disappearing. I'm sure that is boring to you, <laughs> white man. I'm sure it's very boring to you. All right. Well, listen. 
The decimation of indigenous right. people, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you do find that boring <laughs> when we... All right, well... Uh, it's I'm so gonna... live-action normative of you, Jesse, yeah. to be prejudiced against animation. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Listen, um, I expect you to be grouchy about everything today. Yeah, no, kind of I, allowed to. no, I'm I'm just feel bad that, you know, cartoon companies would take it upon themselves to apply, you know, moving elements to the cultural appropriation of indigenous peoples. I mean, I find yeah. it offensive to begin with. But, you know... If you want to support that kind of corporation with your voice, that's fine. <laughs> Some um, people hate magic, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, what I'm learning. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. So. How did you get into voice acting? <laughs> is that, I, I'm trying to get away. I don't know. I don't know what the transition is. Are we so. good? I can't tell if people are joking right now. <laughs> like I, that part's gone. That's a side effect of the Cipro. Um, a side effect of having basically pissed out a pebble. Yeah. 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 12 hours ago. I can't even imagine. Yeah, when you piss a Guar character. You can't... You can't uh, I can't even imagine. I really. Were you really and screaming? I've had a, I've had a, I yeah. think I've had two urinary tract infections in my whole life. And they're, both times I was like, awful. if I die right now, good. Yeah. Like I wanted to be put out of they're my They're awful. Injury. They're awful. Yeah. Wiping the front. You get that when you're. Yeah, for sure. No, I know. A lot of people don't know. It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, there have been. Uh, have you been wiping, Jesse? I wipe side to side, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> I don't go front to back. I wax on, wax yeah. off myself. Yeah. I, I do a spiral inwards. Mm-hmm. What I do... Ooh, that sounds very clean. What I do, one piece of toilet paper, right? Mm-hmm. One square. One square. Okay. I fold it in fourths okay. and then tear off the corner so it has a <laughs> hole in the middle when I open it. And then I put that on my hand like almost like a tablecloth. Uh-huh. I go in there with the okay. finger, take care of it, take the extra part, and I don't know the fingernail. You know, get under the fingernail. Wonderful. Give that a go. And very eco of you. Very too. eco. Just one square. It's, it's wonderful. Al- it's, it's almost Victorian looking when your finger has that little like a collar it's around. Doily. Like, it's a, a finger doily. Yeah. 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 Absol- sure. Absolutely. Or Elizabethan, I guess, is the term. Yeah. 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 It's a out- shitty finger yeah. doily. Out damn mm-hmm. spot. That's yeah. what I say. Um, uh, so do you do you Comic-Con and all that stuff to mm-hmm. talk about, Cora? Yeah. yeah I assume I people are real into it. They are. It's cool. It's a it's a really fun show to be a part of because it isn't just. I mean, I love doing silly voices on silly cartoons too, but it's it yeah. is kind of cool to be part of something that um, is like it is actually awesome storytelling, awesome. and so it's cool that people um, take it so seriously. And the first time I saw someone dressed as my character, now I'm sort of used to it, but it was very weird. It's a weird feeling. <laughs> That's kind of, I'm sure. I'm sure that yeah. is weird. Did they talk to you about their? Did you see them, or do they just like have? Oh yeah, yeah. no, because they when you do cons, you know, you do signings and stuff. Okay, so you'll yeah. have like a line of people, and and then you, you see know, you getting closer and closer, all be dressed as that <laughs> same character. So I like to kind of group them together and get like the six coras all at once, and it's, <laughs> nice. very, it's very sweet. It's very very sweet. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Yeah, and the answer to how I got it is just I just muscled my way in through. I mean, I, you know, my commercial agent was also a voiceover agent, okay. and I, I okay. really wanted to do cartoon voices so I asked if I could start auditioning yeah that's awesome yeah your, your IMDB page is uh, very extensive Ooh, you've worked in lots of things thank you very it's, uh, much yeah. I... I was going to recommend the listeners check out Burning Love that's one of my favorite things that you've done if anybody hasn't seen that it's a great parody of The Bachelor it was it's really got... fun it's maybe the most fun I mean I I can't think of a time I had more fun shooting anything. It's just an, an amazing ensemble like yeah, everybody the funniest crazy. people in the and world are all in this thing. Just re- it it's played just realistically enough that some people will comment underneath it with like, these guys are idiots. For sure. For <laughs> Who sure. Who are these people? Yeah, it's a weird like the sort of cir- overlap circle. What's that called? 
Like Come on, Venn diagram. Thank you, the Venn diagram of how absurd actual reality television is, and then like how realistic some comedy can be. It, there's a sliver in yeah. between yeah. where I don't think we're being any more absurd no, than the actual all. Bachelor or Bachelorette. Like, yeah. That guy who looks a lot like Michael Cera is a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yep. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Scarlett. I mean, you know, consider that it might be issue. Yeah. But yeah, oh, now I'm fun. on the IMDb page. What, you were in Catwoman? What was that? <laughs> yeah, was that, that was my first job in Los Angeles. Not a bad oh, first boy. gig? It was a bad first gig. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it was bad. I got cut out. Um, and it was one of those like, oh God, it was just bad. It was bad. It was shooting in the middle of the night. It was a night shoot, but it started in the afternoon. So then you didn't know that it was going to be a night shoot. So it wasn't like you were had slept in or anything like I feel okay. like I got up at a normal time and then at like five in the morning was still there in a hot warehouse with no air conditioning and a smoke machine and like 500 extras it was bad it was really wow I don't think I I haven't seen Catwoman that was that won the Catwoman Razzie either. right and then Halle oh, Berry was sure. the first person to accept a Razzie yeah, in person I think you're right about Wasn't all she? that yeah. Did she, for sure won the she showed up at the Razzies was like a good sport about it that's awesome yeah, yeah which I think is it's a you should always do movie. it's super I campy. should check it out Oh, by the way, uh, listeners, um, if you want to check out Catwoman, sure, we'll link to Catwoman. Why not? Um, <laughs> link to Catwoman. And that's Legend of Korra, that's the one. That's uh, the one to pick. It's still, I think this is going to be out before the holidays, so if you're still doing some shopping, go over to probablyscience.com and click on Shop Amazon, and we built this um, holiday gift guide featuring over 50 things, including books, uh, albums, TV shows, movies, that past guests and future that's guests have idea. been featured in. Yeah. And when you shop with those links, uh, it kicks a little bit back to us, costs you no extra, so it's a nice way to contribute to yeah, the show. Yeah, I mean, you could even buy, for example, uh, Matt Kirshen's comedy album. You could? You could buy Matt Kirshen's yeah. comedy album. for uh, wow. the holidays. Fits right in a stocking. You could at least disguise your voice when you're talking about uh, comedy <laughs> album. I know good you accents. You could have acted like me. You could buy good, good Matt idea, Kirshen's Janet. comedy album. Yes. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> Passerby. Hey, thanks, Janet. <laughs> you sound uh, very good. Not so good. Very good. Thanks, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> Hiya. Hiya. Welcome to, to Probably Science. I'm getting it. I'm oh, getting it. It's oh, coming slowly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you want to know the secret of my voice and accent, always have a kidney stone. Okay. Like I'm yeah. constantly yeah. passing on. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it for the art? Yeah. Um, Janet, we'd like to ask this of all of our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, what, if any... Is your science background? My science background. Even a class you took that you enjoyed? Anything. <sighs> or didn't enjoy? What, what popped? What popped at you? What well, did pop at me? I feel like most of the sciences I enjoyed were teacher-specific. So, like, if somebody really enjoyed what they were teaching, I would get on board for that. That's a really common theme when we've been doing the right, show. Right, It's true, though. And so I had a huge crush on my uh, chemistry teacher, who then later was my anatomy teacher. Whoa. Then, like, just in school, unfortunately. <laughs> um... Uh, so I loved him, and Did the crush I continue? therefore loved those. Yeah, you know what? I still have that crush. I saw him not that long ago, and I thought to myself, like, you know, it's going to be so cute when you see the teacher that you should have to cr- have a crush on. And he's an old guy now. And I saw him, and I was like, nope, still hot as can be. Totally oh. looks great. Looks the same to me. Super cute. And I guess yeah. on a percentage base, you know, your, your ages, your age difference is less as a fraction of both yeah. of your lives at this yeah. point. So maybe it's, it's he's the he's the one out of a thousand people that age gracefully. He did. He really did. Mm. God, he looks great. Anyway. Well, it's I, crazy now thinking back. Just when you're at school, you go, oh, my teachers are all these adults and yeah. old people. And I'm thinking some of my teachers were like in their mid-20s, a full decade younger than I am now. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good yeah. point. Yeah, my I, dad started teaching when he was like still in college. So he was mine. teaching 18-year-old girls and he was like 21. Right. That's I, confusing. That's a confusing time yeah, for a young man. I'm sure. I remember yeah. the guy, the hotshot student teacher guy at our school that all the girls loved who, like, I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? Like, And those teachers, they're still people and they still kind of care about getting the approval of the cool kids so yeah. it's sort right. of like you oh, think that yeah. they're all above that but like yeah. they're still subject to the same things no that, i completely, I completely uh, I had a, agree. um you know how every now and then a student uh a, 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 a female teacher will just fuck a student of course yeah. and it's all over the news and everyone's uh, Mary, this is crazy. Return, Mary and then everyone makes exactly the same joke everyone makes the same joke yeah um so but it you know it happens like once a year there's a big case uh that happened at my school and uh, that was totally one of those cases of like the teacher had just never left high school in her head. Well, my you know one I mean? of my now male could... teachers married a, a female student. Nice. Yeah. What well, was their age? Put a baby in her, I think. <laughs> Probably like fifteen years. Wow. Yeah, oh, he geez. was. He it was. There was a, definitely a scandal. Ooh. I did remember two other things that I didn't know I was going to remember, and I'm now very excited about that are science related okay. in my life. Number one. I won my school's science fair when I was Whoa, in sixth grade for my good. science project. And two, I have very fond memories of being in junior high and creating a little biosphere, like a sealed environment with a oh. ghost shrimp who lived inside. A ghost so shrimp? That, you know, what is a ghost shrimp? You seal okay. it up, so it's just, it recycles itself. So the ghost shrimp cleans the algae off of the water that comes from the condensation from being in a closed environment. It's quite wonderful. Oh. It was a great sign. Like, that's... The that's a project I I that clearly really stuck with me from from a science that's class. That's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, also great. known as the glass shrimp, and they are excellent scavengers, in inexpensive and efficient aquarium cleaners. There you go. You can create your own biosphere. Yep, they that's, search for any kind of leftover food. And I'm from Tucson, food. Arizona, where Biosphere Two is just outside of. Oh, I'm fascinated by Biosphere Two. And wasn't there a controversy where it, they, they leaked? They they gave them things from the outside world. Yeah, or yeah. Like- well, the first there were two different attempts to actually seal it off and live, you know, internally without anything from the outside. And um, the first time, I think it lasted a pretty short period, and I think they had some have like maybe some stuff smuggled in. Yeah. And then the second time, I think they were in there for longer, or maybe it's flip flopped. But they started a kind of going crazy for sure right. because they didn't have enough oxygen. There was a decrease of oxygen. It was steadily decreasing. And they were trying to kind of work through it, but they started to hate each other and became even more grumpy. And they also all turned a little bit orange because they were eating so many yams because that was something (laughs) that they could make easily in their biosphere. It's really interesting, though. It's a cool attempt. It was a cool attempt. That's cool. Do you remember what your science project was, the one that won you the... I do. I do because because it is... uh, so transparent and and i felt was transparent then um which was that i was a little bit of a pyro (laughs) so the 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 experiment was how what is the burn rate of different fabrics yeah (laughs) and like how do they smoke and how dangerous are they and stuff so how many things can i I set on fire and i burned polyester and i burned wool and i had like (laughs) the original scrap of cloth on this board and then like the burnt remains of yeah And so, you know, and, and, and like, Did I don't Did you time understand. how quickly they progressed yeah, on the, the time, fabric how, or something? how quickly or? they burned, how much plastic is inside it, so how much organic ash is left versus, like, sort of this weird plasticky, yeah. you melted. know, burn melted yeah, thing. Yeah. And I, even at the time, I was like, this is, I don't, I'm not a science kid. I don't 
this I felt like I was getting away with something and it was truly that like a moment of complete and total disbelief when I walked down the hallway because you know in the school hallway they had all the science projects out yeah and the kids were in class or whatever when they got judged and I I walked out in the hallway and I I wish that this would be my reaction but something close to like what the shit like I for sure was like what is this a joke it was shocking it was shocking that's impressive did you test how fast the blue ribbon took to burn I should have I should have immediately immediately lit it on fire it's like a little bit later where they go I don't think Janet was doing science I think did she know she was in the fair yeah (laughs) you just want to show kids I mean yeah weird right yeah Yeah. All right, now turtles we're gonna burn a turtle (laughs) Janet that seems like the logical next step everybody come on I was always yeah. so stressed out at science fairs because I was like, what could I possibly add to the world's understanding of science, right? That's all I <laughs> oh, took. for like, sure. It seems like whatever you're doing, you're just going to be doing something someone else has done and that part of it frustrated me. Yeah. I should have just been like, yes, but who cares? Well, that must be, that's probably the most Andy reason yeah. for not. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but I feel like I have that too because it's such a creative person's dilemma, right? Like, Everything's been I done. Could just, yeah, I could just not, I should just not do anything because it'll yeah. all be rubbish because it'll all be derivative. Or... Have I talked about uh, Brian Bodkin on here? No. The kid I went to school with. Um, I think you might have done year, like a while ago. It's worth rem- yeah. It was he was the science fair kid at my school at one, but but it was like he sat alone at lunch every day, wore the same thing every day, smelled weird, huge nerd. Uh, it, people would make fun of him, which sucked, and he would but he would lift up his arm and then try to waft his his underarm odor at them, okay. like give it like a blow, you know. Yeah. And uh, no one ever thought much of him or thought anything i mean he kept to himself and uh and whatnot and then there was the school science fair and no one even knew he signed up or whatever but we go and um he's just everyone's in this one area we don't know what everyone's looking at you know like everyone else has made like a volcano or a solar system yeah it's in high school uh we're like 16 and we go over there and um He's surrounded by like dudes in suits with like sunglasses on, and he's made like an Iron Man wearable bionic arm (laughs) because he's like because he because he's so on the spectrum right that he's he's like my grandmother can no longer pour my cereal due to her arthritis, so I have designed this bionic arm for her to wear. And he was like gone from school. He was just the government just took him, like like and and I've like googled him, but he's yeah he's like uh, yeah. What what did you what happened to him? He was doing a robotics lab thing for a while in Huntington then he was at NASA for a while and now he's like off the grid which I think means like working for NORAD sure sure you know that's amazing. But it was, I was. But also, like, what a great, you know, bullying story. Getting your comeuppance. Oh my god! There's no way he's not a super villain in a lair somewhere right now. At the very least, to exact his revenge <laughs> on everyone. Like at the least, he has access to the data of everyone who picked on him at school. Bare, oh, yeah. bare minimum. Yep. Bare minimum. I, I think we can all assume he gave you those kidney stones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they're probably little nanobots. They're not even stones. They're tiny robots. That'd be awesome. If yeah. you could give someone an illness, if you could like, yeah, uh, inflict upon your enemies, that'd be one of the worst ones. Like anthrax. Would be like one of the like best. sending anthrax in the yeah, mail. Yeah. You can, Andy. You can. No, but I'm like, if you, yeah, that was the wrong way of phrasing it. That was the wrong way of phrasing it. Thank you, Janet. You're right. Uh, if one were to, if, if one had a choice of all the maladies in the world, I'd think kidney stone would be up there as far but as. This way you find out, like. true. Jesse just Facebooks about having kidney stones and suddenly one by one all of his old classmates go like me too that's how you get me it me too yeah. <laughs> they're, they're contagious online like yeah. it hasn't come from yeah. your kidney it's actually crawled up there no absolutely yeah it's like that weird fish in the Amazon <laughs> what's that fish that swims up your urethra 
Oh yeah, uh, the um, I, I don't the, the, the dick fish. I don't know. Well, yeah, the dick yeah, fish. There's the fish where if you're peeing, it finds the stream and swims up it into you. Which is remarkable. No, I think Why you have to be it? swimming in the lake. Yeah, you, I think well, that's yes, the myth. It doesn't go up. But I mean, if you're in the if you're in yeah, the you water, yeah, you can't be peeing. What's and his peeing. appeal? What's what is the appeal for that fish? I think it's just like any parasite. It's just going to like Here we go. To the inside of it's the candiru. Uh, and it cannot swim up a stream of your urine. Damn it. I'm sorry. But, right. But it does swim up your urethra. Right. Okay. So but you have to just be swimming. So awful. Yeah. It's. These. Oh, uh, yeah. Then once it's up there, what does it do? Some of them have been known to grow up to 40 centimeters, others are considerably smaller. But it is the smaller ones that are known for an alleged tendency to invade and parasitize the human urethra. Oh! However, <laughs> despite. Uh, ethnological reports dating back to the 19th century, the first documented case of a removal of a candira from no. a human urethra didn't occur until 1997, and even that incident has remained a matter of controversy. Hmm. Or controversy. What, what would be you. controversial about... Because some people say it didn't happen at all, or what's... I think it, because it happened at the back of a Marilyn Manson gig. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I go swimming in the Amazon, I super glue the old dickhole shut. That's a good idea. Every time. Yeah. Seal her off. Jesse doesn't know about condoms. You could have also just done that. Yeah, I prefer oh, just God, like how have you been on. having sex? <laughs> <laughs> well, safe, safe. You know, wow. I go safe. Because wow. I like to feel everything. Sure, actually. Mm. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Are these kidney stones possibly like acrylic in <laughs> nature? Are they they uh, looked a little acrylic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Do you think there's any th- impact on, on your diet on, on kidney stones? That It is, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, You're like, not drinking enough water, probably. Well, I am drink- I'm drinking enough water now. It was for different, it was for uh, calcified reasons. Because mm. calcified, yeah. There's like four types apparently, but but yeah, well, yeah. I'm, diet changes. I'm sure. I'm sure. Whatever you're eating, it could not be as bad as uh, as 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 some seagulls in what country is this in? <laughs> well, Jesse. Apparently, uh, some seagulls have switched to a trash-based diet as fish stocks run low. Oh, so have they? Be yes. Have they, Andy? <laughs> uh, like next time, I would appreciate. I see you. are already on trash. Diets. I thought they were pretty much trash-based in there. Yeah. Um, turns out, yeah, gulls tucking in to discarded, tucking in, is that like a term for eating? Tucking into discarded food or flocking around landfills yeah. has become a familiar sight. Is that British, Matt? That is British. going to tuck That's into a, a hamburger? Sign- is this a new scientist That's story? A new I, scientist think I thought tucking yeah. in was uh, going to bed. That's what I did too. Uh, yeah. you know? I did too. going to tuck in for the night. Yeah. Well, you could, going to go hit the hay. No, you tuck. If but you, you can be tucked you into really bed. you tucked a lot of food away. I feel like yeah. I've heard that. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It depends whether it's active or passive. Like, you okay. tuck into food, but you are tucked into hey, bed. tuck you. Okay. Yeah. What's that? Which one's that? <laughs> gonna yeah. Go sheath the, yeah, gonna go sheath the beaver. You go to bed, go into bed stuff. Huh. Right. You grow up with. Oh, the way huh. the Americans say it. Yeah, yeah. the way your parents grow you up, gonna go the sheath the beaver. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, gonna you go guys sh- have that in the UK, right, Matt? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm cool. Yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, data spanning 149 years has shown that substituting fish for less nutritious food is linked to population declines and lower fertility in glaucous winged gulls. Laris glauc. Those are my favorite wings Glauchensins. of the gulls. Uh, Louise Blight from the University of British Columbia and her colleagues looked at 270 gulls feather samples from museums taken between 1860 and 2009. And using the ratios of heavy isotopes of carbon and nitrogen, the team pieced together the dietary habits of these seabirds, all of which had lived in the Salish Sea region off the coast of southwestern Canada and sure. the northwestern U.S. And they found a decline in heavier carbon isotopes, indicating that the gulls shifted from a fishy source of carbon to a terrestrial source. And a decline in heavier nitrogen isotopes implied that their diets had also shifted to a less nutritious staple 
most likely lower marine invertebrates and corn-based organic food waste. So we're talking Doritos and we're stuff. Do- yes. Yes. Exclusively uh, Doritos. Doritos yeah. Locos. <laughs> Doritos Locos. <laughs> and then some Taco Bell. Uh, what were those? Is that what that was? That, that was the Taco Bell thing, right? Taco Bell thing. It was Doritos Locos. Made yeah. the Dorito shell. Uh, they were pretty good. Did you try those? I bet you're not a Taco Bell person, Janet. I'm not, but I was just in Philadelphia, and they were. There was a new like I thought someone was being ironic. I was um, eating at a like a pretty decent pub, and the guy who owns the pub was sitting with us, and he was like, "But I, we were like, oh, don't do you not wanted to get anything to eat? Maybe he knows something about his own pub that I didn't. So now I'm have, I'm looking back, mm-hmm. regretting that. But he was like, no, no, uh, Taco Bell just opened up across the street. And I laughed. I was like, oh, nice one. And he was oh. like, what? No, I'm... He was really excited, and he went and got tacos. So it was a big deal to have a Taco Bell in Philly, evidently. Yeah, it's like whenever uh, they opened up the first Dunkin' Donuts here, everybody acted like it was some great thing. And it's like, no, it just wasn't here before. Right. Like, when you lived in a place that had Dunkin' Donuts, you were never like, ooh, go. let's go to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, well, just, also, oh, we do have fond Dunkin' Donuts breakfast memories. I've only been to Philly once, but if I remember rightly, they pretty much exclusively eat large slabs of meat that have been hit by training boxes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yes. So this is like, yeah, this is they kind eat of chickens weird that have been caught in about. montages. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's their only food. Uh, yeah, montage meat is well because you, you got free range chicken. Yeah. Free range chicken, montage chicken is my is the mm-hmm. obviously yeah. the chicken of choice. Yeah. So these gulls, so these gulls. <laughs> eating, uh, they're eating a bunch of um, yeah, the a bunch of bullshit. The change in diet coincided with overfishing in the region in the early 1900s, after which the gull population dropped. And uh, the stable isotope show, work shows a de- decrease of fish in diet over the time frame where forage fishes have declined. Yeah, overfishing has apparently meant that one of the gulls' favorite fish species, which is the highly nutritious Euchilon, or Eulatron. Oh, never heard of that fish. Eulatron? Unlike, you have heard of most of the fish, though. expert. salmon and tuna and the other one. Right. But apparently there's a fourth fish. Why would they give it a name so complicated if it was the fourth one, though? I don't know. <laughs> it's very rude of them. I don't know why they don't just go fish four, but apparently <laughs> scientists have a reason. It's, it's now considered threatened in the Salish Sea area. Another former staple, the Pacific herring, that was the third fish, uh, now uh, no longer forms the large aggregations that gulls once feasted on. Uh, yeah. But between 1960 and 1986, the gull population increased. Whoa. Perhaps because of more readily available trash. That was like peak trash, 60 to 86. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Peak beach trash. Oh, the 80s that was like, especially. But think about Mad Men when they would just have a, a picnic and then oh, just like so shake right. out the blanket <laughs> and go back to the car. Like, yeah, whatever. The earth is big. There's plenty of space. Yeah. So the trash, although less nutritious than fish, was helping to support the population. Light says, our field observations show that many pairs are feeding their chicks on sand, lace, and herring, and that some pairs feed their chicks on things like chicken or french fries. Mm. This shift to a poor-quality, low-protein diet could be linked to reduced reproductive success in the gulls. A previous study by Blight showed that gulls had been producing smaller and fewer eggs over the last few decades, which she believes is consistent with a decline in diet quality around egg production time in the early spring. Mm. Rarely will you visit these garbage dumps without seeing multiple gull species. You will even see them at transfer stations or intermediate garbage staging areas, said Joe Gados, um, director and chief scientist at the CDOC study, which is a Salish Sea research organization. Oh. The Glaucus wing gull is a generalist feeder, meaning it can survive off a wide range of different food sources, 
While there is some evidence that switching to a trashy diet has helped gulls through tough times, overall the data reveals a worrying decline in numbers. Their population should not decline as quickly as specialist feeders. The fact that generalists like gulls could be in decline is definitely worrisome. Oh, okay, that's more interesting, because yeah. to me, I was like, ah, oh, fuck gulls, they're annoying. Whenever I've been to the <laughs> right, seaside, they're right. really irritating. They're just like sea-based pigeons. That's... But, yeah, but that does make a very good point. That the, uh, the ocean e- would be way too weird without them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, imagine it. Imagine a gullless ocean. Without that screeching. Yeah, a gullless <laughs> yeah, delightful beach. Delightful screeching. Delightful screeching. And shitting all over your cars. Yeah. yeah. But it does make the very good point that if even gulls are declining and they are able to eat loads of stuff rather than just the fish, what about the other... That are less, yeah. Well, no, less versatile yeah, we're, we're feeders. They're like the canary in the coal mine right. of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. We're ruining the shit I mean, out I of our oceans. At least I did a bird simile, guys. Yeah. At least. Yeah. You did. That's an excellent analogy. That reminded me, when, when you guys were talking about... Um, Gold subsisting on trash. It reminded me of one of my very favorite Radiolab episodes. Do mm-hmm. you guys talk about Radiolab often we, on this podcast? We've talked or is about it a rival podcasts, no, so we all. don't speak no, about no. it. My only thing, and I, I can't talk to Matt and Jesse about cereal because they, you're into cereal, aren't you? I know we're not going to go down a. I live and breathe I cereal. Could talk to you I for hours. Cereal. Mail something cape? happened where, yeah, I've been. Yeah. Um, but, absorbed by but that world, uh, the manipulation of sound design just sort of rubs oh, me yeah, the wrong really way. Oh, yeah, that really creates a lot of people. I get that. I mean, I but then that. again, I get that. Like, it's entertainment. Why do they have mm-hmm. an obligation? Like, I don't get mad at the score of a movie trying to, like, pull your heartstrings yeah. during an emotional moment. Why do I get mad at I their sound they, design? And I but- also think they're trying to be... Um, like kid friendly too like I think yeah. they are trying to sort of hit a larger audience and make it interesting and so yeah. they do so they do do that stuff where they know the answer but one of them will be like wait a minute hold on and it's supposed, like, supposed to sort <laughs> of provide that yeah, yeah exactly but what could this um, be I think it's the thing that's in the script that you wrote in yeah, the next paragraph yeah. <laughs> but, but I anyhow, feel like Lady they're Lab. successful yeah. in, uh, the, in certain episodes and I and there are some episodes where I sort of walk away going like eh, not so great this time guys mm. but there's this one episode that I love so much called The New Normal Saw a girl with three tits um, once, Matt. Okay, well, probably <laughs> science. Uh, anyway, the whole point is that there are this really aggressive tribe of baboons, and uh, and because they found access to a trash heap, like a huge dump outside this is of Radio this, Lab? this We're talking? town, okay. um, they completely changed their baboon-like behavior and became com- totally peaceful because they didn't okay. have to fight over food anymore, and so it... That and a baboon is considered to be one of the fiercest animals, and uh, and it was the context of the episode is like are humans innately and violent? Like, will we always kill each other? Or is it about and resources? It's a really cool episode. I recommend mm. it. I don't know if you could buy that on Amazon. Sorry, but, I thought uh, you guys were still talking about cereal, so I started a convo with Matt. That's what <laughs> happened. I got you. No, that's no, what happened. Wasn't about cereal. That was where the. That was where the bit Fair was enough. meant to be. By Fair the enough. way, Janet, uh, how are you coping with the two-week serial hiatus we're all going through right now? <laughs> Listen, I feel like I have so many Reddit subthreads that I can tap <laughs> time, into. You now have two I weeks of research fi- time. Yeah, I will be fine because yeah. people are more desperate than I and will be coming up with crazy theories over the next two weeks yeah. that I will just dive right into. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, but just before recording last week. So listeners that don't listen, you should go listen. It's like the most popular podcast of all time. You guys are like the last people that don't listen I think anyone who doesn't listen well it's just a handful of you left it's it will not affect my life at all mm-hmm. no it to, won't and I feel it's like entertainment. It's, yeah I mean I might listen when I'm driving you know as you do with podcasts yeah that's yeah. <laughs> but no I, I there's no reason for me to listen right now I don't it takes a lot for me to take in a new thing like for uh like hey you should check out this band watch this movie like um 
escapism is exhausting for me, which I think is why I like creating it because it right. feels productive, but it's it's exhausting to me. But even when it's good, because there are some things that are a chore that I'm like, oh, I know I have to go watch The Wire at some point. I know I'll love it, but it feels like it's going to take some initial I work. I felt like that about The Wire. I thought it was a chore. And then I, and now and I'm the, the person that, too, right. very late in the game, that's like, no, it is the best television I, show that's ever been. But I think some things grab you so quickly that it's no longer a chore. Like Breaking Bad from episode one, Like this is just something I want to be doing now. Breaking so Bad it's took not... me a couple of episodes to get into. Really? Like I, I did the fir- like half of the first season and I left it for a while, and then when everyone was going nuts over the final seat or the the penultimate one I was like I need to start catching up on this yeah. Breaking Bad also sucks when you rewatch it really yeah you just read the, oh it's gonna end on a cliffhanger great the whole thing the whole thing's just tension based like Whoa, what's gonna happen do you but like if, anything Jesse <laughs> I like tons of things mainly <laughs> underground shit like I like the bands no one's heard of like the Beatles Led right, Zeppelin sure, right. yeah, sure. Um, yeah. you know oh, from the past yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> hipster retro guy <laughs> no no I mean I, I I thought Breaking Bad was I thought Breaking Bad was good I mean I I watched the, you know some episode was on the other day because it's like uh, syndicated now and it's just when you know the deal you watch it and you can just watch the formula. You're not invested in it. Takes yeah, away the part. I don't think I'll of- ever watch it a second time. Like I watched it from the beginning all the way through to the end, and like when it was happening, and I loved it. And it's not a series that I think about going back yeah. to ever again. However, I've watched The Wire in its entirety like three times. Oh, and I did not. Okay. I was very late to the party on that. Um, but uh, but I'm always late to the party. Like the idea oh, that too. I was yeah. a, I, I'm a, a huge This American Life devotee. I hate myself. Um, uh, and so I knew about it from the very beginning and heard the teaser. And oh, like, okay, was so for some reason was so excited about it inexplicably even before I knew what it was going to be yeah. that um, that I was first to the party on this and it feels really weird like it's a weird feeling to me to you, know what's going on are you mad on. at these Johnny come lately's who are I don't know what else is going on in the world like I oh, okay. I feel like I found out about Bill Cosby like two weeks later than everyone else but I very but caught for up some on reason serial yeah, yeah. And uh, for listeners that just want a quick explanation, it's uh, it's investigating a 15-year-old crime, a crime that happened 15 years ago um, that might have uh, convicted the wrong person, and it's got a lot of stuff at play in terms of um, um, there is no hard evidence. It's all uh, witness-based, and so there's a lot of talk about just like the unreliability of people's memories. And you can enjoy it on multiple levels. You can enjoy it for the characters that are a part of it, for the storytelling of it. You can enjoy it for the true crime nature. You can enjoy it as a look at our legal system and what's messed up about it. Um, And 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 every week you're hearing crazy, like I did, and as they're interviewing the guy who's in jail for the murder of his ex-girlfriend and as you're hearing testimony from the guy who put him away you know every week you're hearing at least one person lying yeah like there's definitely somebody if not yeah. most people lying every week so you're trying to figure that out and the funny thing is like it's not funny well there's not gonna be any resolution there can't be any resolution to this thing I mean I they, how, how many either. tits did you say Jesse three tits <laughs> three tits three, okay, three tits okay fuck you know, uh, just, just listen and let me con- yeah. <sighs> you know how sometimes uh, you know there's a corpse of, like in of a, course yeah. like in a, like some, in a true crime podcast a true yeah. crime podcast you know, sometimes uh, there's a corpse flower. I have heard of the corpse flower. Oh, yeah. We talked about it on the podcast. Flower. Well, it's about to fucking go off in L.A., bro. Oh, really? There's a corpse flower. It's about to go off at the L.A. Botanical Gardens. Um, Does it go out like one at once every hundred years it opens or something like that? Uh, it's very rare. Um, Amorphophallus titanum. Um, I can't find this story. We all heard we the word phallus, to rely on Jesse so on this let's one. get yeah. to the bottom of that. Uh, amorpho, uh, amorphophallus titanum. 
and it's predicted to bloom sometimes, uh, sometime between Wednesday and Saturday, according to the gardens. If it opens sooner, because uh, it's usually closed Tuesdays, it may open for visitors who want to see and smell the megafauna native to the tropical rainforest of Sumatra. So this thing stinks. It and smells people terrible, are, like a corpse. It smells, people are lining up to go, I want to sniff that corpse. It smells yes. fucking awful. In the past, hundreds of visitors have flocked to the gardens. It's not enough people to flock. Uh, to witness the spectacle firsthand. Um, three spectators flocked to the site. Uh, the plant drew attention Sunday as uh, signs posted at the entrance. Oh, so it may, may have blown. I don't know. This is from last week. Um, the plant drew attention Sunday as signs at the entrance alerted visitors that a bloom is at hand. The stalk was 39.5 inches tall Sunday and gave off no odor whatsoever. Titan Arum, as it's known for short, features a speckled trunk-like stem, unremarkable uh, large green leaves and a spadix, uh, as it's called, that can grow as large as ten feet. Spax, did you say? Spadix. How do you spell that? S P A D I X. Spadix. Um, but witnessing a bloom is a once in a lifetime treat. Oh. Uh, sometimes as large as three feet in diameter, it's surrounded by a crinkly red collar that impresses and sets off the fetid odor. Why the big stink? Well, the plant emits the scent to woo pollinators like carrion beetles and sweat bees. <laughs> sweat bees? Yeah. I've never heard of a sweat bee. This huh. is a Cronenbergian nightmare of a plant situation. It's just one of those... Sweat bee sounds sort of industrious and awful. Yeah. yeah. It really does. It's just one of those freak, like, Jumanji prehistoric things that's still here. Yeah. yeah. It just sounds like something out of Mist. The video game Mist. Did you ever yeah. play that? I didn't, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like you okay. Yeah. So a spadix is that sort of spike thing that's sometimes in the middle of flowers. Yeah, what is there a picture like of a corpse flower? That's, that's a pistol or something. Yeah, so that's the spadix on the. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. sometimes you see within like the leaf or within the flower just this sort of spiky thing, spiky bit of the flower that sticks up in the like middle a and lily. has a little like nodules. You think of it yeah, as looking like mm-hmm. a lily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been around a while. Yeah. Sometimes stuff's been around a lot longer. Sometimes it'll be an old body. Oh, yeah? Sure, sure. Sometimes. It's, <laughs> and what sort of things happen? Well, that... It's interesting you bring that up, Andy. Um, <laughs> I just have to leave this like, wait, why don't I even try and do that seagull thing? I don't this have it. This is, is what a corpse fire looks like, by the way. It looks kind of oh like a fountain. Oh, my God. It, and it also has a real uh, uh, mm-hmm. Little Shop of Horrors element yeah. to uh, it, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It almost looks part squid or something. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? What? Ooh. Um... Guys, did you know that DNA from a 36,000-year-old skeleton sheds light on interbreeding between humans and Neanderthals? Now, Jesse, you're bearing the lead on this a little bit. Uh, we, we were sent this by a few listeners. Well, we've been getting a lot of stories about Neanderthals because... since people have Googled my image. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel a little insulted by, to be honest. That's fair. It's fair to be I insulted by that. hinted at the fact that my Canadian grandmother may have found a thought-out Neanderthal on a block of ice and fucked him. <laughs> Which happens, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a caveman brow. I have a big caveman brow, and okay. um, I've, I've never broken a bone. All my x-rays, my bones are really thick. Like, Great. I'm very... Are you a superhero? Yeah. No. That's a better question. The paintings you do with berries are incredible. The paintings I do with berries, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I... You know, there's still Neanderthal DNA in our DNA. I feel like I have a bigger percentage than a lot of people. Yeah, you know? this story was sent you in specifically. You can get that tested, right? That's I know you can. Exactly I want to. Listeners are oh, suggesting. I'm going to get it tested. I got to get that number. This is exciting. But all three of us have to get tested if we do it. Okay, for sure. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Jamie Amit sent in this specific story, but at least one of our donors as well said this is towards the Jesse case. Neanderthal DNA test. That's great. Nice. I mean, but it's one of those things. Uh, is knowledge always power? Like, what if it comes back 
like even higher than you'd thought. Is that going to change? What if it comes back the other way? What if would you would you almost be? I wonder whether you'd be more disappointed to find out mm-hmm. your Good the highest percentage of Neanderthal of anyone they've measured, or zero percent Neanderthal. If I found out it was zero percent, then I don't have anything to blame. I just have a shit face, right? <laughs> you know. But if it's like, yeah, like if if I'm not Neanderthal at all, then. Uh, my whole face and body and head is just bullshit. <laughs> but if... If it, you're historically and scientifically significant. Yeah, like if I was the largest percentage <laughs> yes. Neanderthal, I mean, that's awesome. I could I use that at parties. Where do you, you think know? your tour would start? Because I assume you would go out on tour. <laughs> I'd absolutely go out on tour. Uh, as the, the, you know, as the link, the missing link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'd have to start your show either either being defrosted or dug out. Like something Ooh, would be moved so, into yeah. the Well, there would be like dry ice yeah. on stage. Some yeah. David Copperfield. Yeah. You know, and, but I would start the show where like I would have like someone like Andy holding a spear standing to my right. Okay. And then I would have yeah. a bunch of set up monkeys getting smaller. <laughs> and I would, you know, so, but it would be like, it would be like the discovering something off the mantle. I would still turn around like, oh, hey, didn't see you there. <laughs> you know, uh, let me tell you a yarn. Yeah. And then I would talk about my life as being as, you know, a lot of crazy characters in my caveman life. And I'd, I would yeah. tell the story. You know, um, I told you we were doing a gig together, Andy, you and I. And some guy yelled at me that I look like I'm turning into something. It was kind of a it was kind like, of a good hit. It was a good heckle. It was a good heckle. It's, a good heckle. it's the best heckle I've ever gotten. It made the act. It's very funny. <laughs> If you heckle me and it's funny enough, I'm, I'm taking it. But, um, uh, but yeah, like like partway into a werewolf and got stuck, sort of. And, and it's I mean, awful. In this article, though, the artist's rendering, uh, this looks way more like Zach Braffy than Jesse Casey to me, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a shit artist rendering of a okay, caveman. Okay, okay. So anyhow. It looks uh, like someone else, too. I can't, I can't, I can't think. think of who else it looks I mean, like. It, I mean, it has a little bit of Dwayne Johnson in it. Yeah. It has a bit of a rock. A bit of a Jay Burchell. Oh, interesting. Um, he does look very surprised. It also could, kind of looks like it could be Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall as a uh, sketch yeah. character. Good call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good call. Well, a genome taken from this 36,000-year-old Scott Thompson has helped <laughs> scientists shed new light on interbreeding between humans and Neanderthals. The groundbreaking study of DNA recovered from a fossil of one of the earliest known Europeans, it's a man who lived in western Russia, shows that the genetics of the earliest inhabitants of the continent survived the last ice age, helping form the basis of the modern-day population. Known as the Kostinki... Kostinki? Kostinki genome. The DNA also contained evidence the man shared, as with all people of Eurasia today, a small percentage of Neanderthal genes, confirming previous findings, which show a period when Neanderthal and the first humans to leave Africa for Europe briefly interbred. This means that even today... Anyone with Eurasian ancestry, from Chinese to Scandinavian and North American, has a small element of Neanderthal DNA. But despite Western Eurasians going on to share the European landmass with Neanderthals for another 10,000 years, no further periods of interbreeding occur, the study said, except for one family called the Cases. (laughs) That's weird. That's very specific. Right in there. Uh, Robert Foley, from University of Cambridge professor, he questioned whether Neanderthal populations were quickly dwindling and whether uh, modern humans were still encountering them. He goes, we were originally surprised to discover that they had been interbreeding, Foley said. Father? Uh, (laughs) Now... Now, now, the que- now the question is, why so little? It's an extraordinary finding, but we don't understand yet. Lead, lead author uh, Eskia Willerslev 
um, said, The work revealed the complex web of population relationships in the past, generating for the first time a firm framework which to explore how humans responded to climate change, encounters with their populations, and the dynamic landscapes of the Ice Age. Suck it, Radiolab. <laughs> this is how you podcast. No yeah. we, we put like a little Beethoven bed underneath yeah. this, just slowly uh. swelling towards the climax of the story. Well, Professor David Lambert and Dr. Michael Westaway from Griffith University in Queensland were we also... We can all acknowledge every single one of these names sounds made up. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a great, common great, common theme in our podcast. Like okay. some great great names. Yeah, yeah. Well, scientists. Know. I don't. I don't know whether this is just we encounter a lot of names in these articles, or whether there really is some kind of like maybe it's what drives you into the sciences is having a professorial name. Or having yeah, I think so. There's yeah, some, there's some crazy professor names. Westaways. Well, uh, yeah, Doctor Michael Westaway said good- the sequencing of the genome in the Kastinki 14 is a major technical and scientific achievement. He's from Queensland, Australia. Illustrates the He's importance from- of recovering genomes do- from ancient remains. That's your Australian accent. Only when we have entire <laughs> genomes captured from back in time, as was possible with Kastinki 14, can we better detect and measure important events in the past events of history and species, such as our own. It's mm. like Paul Hogan's right here with us. It's, uh, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Or Christopher Guest doing a character. Sure. Sure. So scientists now believe Eurasians separated into at least three populations earlier than 36,000 years ago. Now, this is Eurasians, meaning Europe and Asia, not the ones that you you have at home. Uh, Western Eurasians, East Asians, and a mystery third lineage, all of whose descendants would develop the unique features of most non-African peoples, but not before some interbreeding with Neanderthals took place. So, New study allows scientists to closer estimate this as occurring around 54,000 years ago before the Eurasian population began to separate. So by- can, we, can we acknowledge this is not as far back as I would have thought? No. Like tens of thousands of years isn't that long no. ago, right? Yeah, no, no. Human evolution is remarkably close in the whole time right. frame of the Earth. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you, think- you roll out a roll of toilet paper and there's 420 sheets in the roll... So like that's 420 trips to the B room for me. Or something like that. Right. Yeah. Is when human beings first start to even appear at all. Did like you see this in a- Birdman? No, but that is in Birdman, <laughs> yeah. but it is true. But that but the way that um Neil deGrasse Tyson did it with the, that first episode of Cosmos was cool too. Like that, the whole calendar, and it's like the very end. Like if it was the month, it was like calendar year. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's it was right. Like within the month of December, and within the last day of December, and within like the last second of Is December thirty first or whatever. Yeah. I was like, that's humans. Yeah, and like it's it's ridiculously quick. Recent fifty four thousand years ago. Well, yeah, that was the last was... known interbreeding. I wonder if it was like uh, if it was already looked down upon as a thing to do like wrong side of the tracks right yeah was there sort of a west side story (laughs) i'm amazed that you know when i was younger i assumed that neanderthals became homo sapiens i assumed that was the i assumed that they evolved into what we are now yeah i think it's a common mistake to find out it's surprising as well to find out no they're well, actually, when we were kids, the scientific belief was they were a completely separate branch that then stopped and never went any further, and we encountered them a bit. But how, and then it was only recently that we've known that there's been any interbreeding. But how weird is it that there's like, there just used to be this whole other species that was so similar? Like, like, it's like, like bizarro spring. alternate universe. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, 
yeah, but I mean, like, there was just a whole other thing going on. Like, like uh, it's you know now like we have chimps, or that's like the most similar. But it was like, no, you just like see people making tools, and they'd have like you'd like like their enjoy their titties and stuff, and you'd be like, oh, that's a lovely you titties. You still do that with chimps. You can, you yeah. can enjoy <laughs> chimp titties, sure, but chimp titties are. It's very. We we discussed this recently. They rip off Did your we? face and your oh, groin. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, that's it's very true. very uh, hitting on a chimp is very difficult work. It's not a smart. Moment. And there's different different social cues. You smile at them. They think showing your teeth is aggression. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Very hard to hit on a chimp. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. like you, it's like when you travel to a different country and you We've have to know certain things. Thing. Like you don't point yeah. in certain cultures because that's rude. You shake your left because you're right. You've been wiping your butt. Or right. Yeah, I think it's the other way around. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> I'm really not sure. Yeah. It's important to it's get just that important distinction to read up. before going I know, to those I really countries. Should. Like, and and you're like, you have to make sure you, don't, you do them separately. Like in, in the West, it's perfectly acceptable to be wiping yourself as, as you shake someone's hands. Yeah, absolutely. But in other countries... It's you do that in the private room, private, yeah. and then later on you shake hands. Sure, sure. Did you ever see? It so was a Desmond Morris. Uh, is Desmond Morris an anthropologist? Yeah, oh, the Naked yeah. Ape. I believe yes, this is okay. a big book. There was some special, and he was going through um, obscene gestures in different cultures, and they were hilarious. Oh, that's pretty great. Like there's one where you just like throw, you just flick all your fingers in the direction of someone as if hurling as if hurling sure, feces. Sure. Yeah, and there's mm. uh, a lot of them are just penile. Like that's what the middle finger is. Oh yeah, is. you just wave your dick yeah. at someone. Yeah. And then uh, there's one where you just stick out an arm and then grab the arm with your grab the wrist of that arm with your other hand. As if like an erect penis is just like a sexual. Oh, God. Yeah. Sure, the old, Rome, the old fisting motion. Romeo yeah. and Juliet has that whole bit near the beginning that where they're biting their thumb. Yeah, did you yeah. bite your thumb? Yeah, at Yeah, you're biting, biting a thumb at someone. What is that about? That's, Very big deal. That was their version of the middle finger, and in Britain, it's the the two the fingers. Two fingers. Which here's the th- I don't, I'm like, I'm now going to have to look this up because the story I, I remember hearing as a kid, and this might well just be apocryphal, and this could well be just bullshit. But the story is supposedly. That was to taunt the archers. Uh, sorry, that was to, that was the way the archers during the Battle of Agincourt would taunt the French. Because when they were captured, they would have their bow fingers cut off. Like that was but, the punishment. We heard and that so, about middle that finger. Sounds real. And well, and so to show the two fingers was like, "Fuck you! I still got them, and I'm going to shoot at you." It does. That sound sounds. See, real. I always. Well, it sounds bullshit to me because I always heard that about the middle finger too. Where we would use it to taunt people because they'd get their middle finger cut off. The archers. Oh, you know? I never heard that either. But it is, it's one of those stories that sounds so great. You can understand teachers just like keeping on saying it without looking. I got a Spanish teacher who loved all those things that aren't true. Like um, that the Ivy League, it's called IV because there used to be four schools and Roman numeral four. It's like, no, that's not. That's not just not true at all. And right. then the Chevy Nova story about how the Chevy Nova was sold in Spanish speaking countries and uh, they didn't change the name of it and they didn't sell any because it means doesn't go in Spanish. But then some of the like de- debunking of that was saying that's as stupid as saying that people can't distinguish between the word notable and the words no table. Like right, we, right. you know when things are put together that's different than two words and yeah if we Snope, could get Snope her, says it's bullshit teacher here to just debunk all of those it, it was things a, at once and there was a, the, the um, teacher was saying it was a is a guy who was a spanish teacher I know, and, and we got oh i thought it was a woman see look i'm sexist but why would spanish teachers you think that is a feminine job huh i guess so i associate I spanish why. teachers you know why? with female because teachers my spanish teacher okay, okay. Yeah. 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 you guys know the robin hood thing no what's that robin hood was uh the whole story of robin hood is bullshit but there was a place called nottingham uh, where well, there still is a place called yeah. Where the, well, the guy that's <laughs> quite a sizable city in the middle of England. Well, it, it the, okay, so it's way outside of that or something. There was a guy that, near Never Neverland, right? I think yeah. there was a guy that's that a um, a the guy that wrote the guy that wrote Robin Hood. Uh, he was just in an old graveyard, and there was a gravestone that said Robin the Hood, which is the, if you 
Was if, he a rapper? No, if you were put to death, um, he was just a petty thief. Or a hood, if you will. Because okay. if you were, um, they would, instead of giving you a last name or anything, they would just write your crime on your gravestone to shame you and your family. So it was, uh, it was just, mm. and so he just made up this whole story. It's a very expensive uh, right thing there. to do, to shame somebody, because it's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work, shaming yeah. somebody. I've got to chisel but, this. In. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> right, next to, right next to him, which I love, and I really wish the butterfly effect of this, I wish that guy just looked at the next gravestone over, uh, and that became everything. And they made Kevin Costner movies and all that shit. It was a Pepin the Fondler. Are you serious? Yeah. That's a real thing? Yeah. Ooh. That's, that's he fondles the rich. Pepin the Fondler. Oh and his band of merry fondlers. Yeah. Ooh. A Pepin. Of course his name was Pepin. Oh, wonderful. Just, that's a name that should get brought back, right? Sure. I, I don't sure. know any Pepins. You wouldn't well, have to worry about having Pepin. tons of Pepins in your kid's kindergarten class. Along yeah. with I think your, the Fondler might have killed that name for a while. Maybe it did. Yeah. And that is a shame because Hitler. It's <laughs> a great name. Well, no, I've always thought. Great name, great man. What are we? <laughs> What's happening? What podcast is this? No, I've always thought um, sexual predator should be called something else because sexual predator sounds fucking sounds awesome. cool. Yeah. It sounds cool. It does sound sound cool, cool as shit. Know, it sounds like it something does. you want to be proud of about yourself. Sounds yeah, like a black exploitation right. movie. Or yeah. at least the you're right. No, it sounds it, like or, it sounds yeah. like something that happens consensually once you're in the bedroom. But right, like, yeah, yeah. right. He's a sexual predator. No, he's a gentleman right. in the street. Sexual predator. I never thought about that. You know what I mean? And then you go, oh no, it's a horrible CD crime. Yeah, it's a horror. It's same with like like kitty porn. Sounds adorable. Right. Yeah. Don't 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 add the ie. Don't use nicknames. Kidnapping. Kidnapping. kidnapping does for, for how it's awful kidnapping, kidnapping is. Kidnapping sounds like sort of ooh, a little like jaunt. a child napping. Yeah, it's ooh, a little like, jaunty action. I do a bit about. I'm not trying to like squeeze a bit into this, but like there was a, uh, a friend. Oh, if you think I don't do a pep in the fondle bit, okay. you're crazy boy. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> like I had a friend who had had to deal with a a, a peeping tom issue, and uh, and like as we were talking about what was going on, I'm like, oh my god, like this is a term I've heard my whole life. But that's that's way too cutesy so to describe cute. You're the guy. You're totally who's, right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, peeping. Tom, the guy who's uh, jerking off yeah. maniacs oh, out of your bathroom window. Yeah, yeah that's that just, he's a local character. It's true. Yeah. Um, Peeping Tom. Just to finish this story off very quickly. <laughs> right? right when you think about it, it's insane that we call him that. Sorry. Negative Nancy. Yeah. 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 Peeping Tom sounds like like a McDonald's toy. Yeah. Like yeah. a Happy oh, Meal yeah. toy. Yeah. Definitely. Is it? Oh, God, is it? <laughs> that's weird. That's the problem. Yeah. We're teaching our children wants so to young. look at Wants to look at them McNuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't the know McRib is back. Hey. I don't know what the analogy is yeah, there. Baby, baby, baby. So, by cross-referencing the ancient man's complete genome, the oldest second... Sorry, the second oldest modern human genome ever sequenced. With previous research, the team discovered a surprising unity running from the first modern humans in Europe, suggesting that a meta-population of hunter-gatherers with deep shared ancestry managed to survive through the last ice age and colonize the landmass of Europe for more than 30,000 years. Hmm. There we go. That's where they came from. We're sequencing the genome. We're... <laughs> <laughs> you know? Here's what happened to me. I was listening uh, raptly, and then I just noticed that Matt has his jacket draped over have... half of his body. And here's oh, the reason I'm doing it. It's about party. The sun it is because, exactly because of the sun. The left-hand side of my body was getting extremely hot. Yeah. I mean, it's there's a good reason for it, but, but that it does doesn't look, mean that it does It does look funny. ridiculous. It's, no, it looks like toga. I got completely lost. I do look I a bit like I'm going for like the half-Roman look. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, it is a, like a leather toga. Yes. Or mm. just maybe that you're hiding 
a bionic arm under there. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Bodkin. Yeah, Brian Bodkin. Were you, you just worried about the asymmetry name. of having more tan on your left and right arm or something? Yeah, that's, that's why I also left my trucking job and became a comedian. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. problem. I've heard one of those brain teasery things uh, or like Sherlock Holmesy. I don't know if it was just like a plot point in a book or something, but somebody. Um, knowing that a guy was Australian or something because he had a tan right arm and that must have meant that he's the and he's the oh, fa- sure. fa- father of this family and so we'd, dr- we'd drive in the car and it would be the right side because if mm. it was England they wouldn't be having have enough sun to like I don't know you can tell a lot from a person's tan yeah everybody knows that do you judge somebody who's too, too tan <laughs> I do. I mean, of course, right? I do. They I, uh, have I do. too much. They're either they have too much uh, vanity and they're going tanning, or they have too much free time. I'm just worried and, uh, about them. I want them to take care of themselves. It's also we that. know now that it's just not I, uh, I heard the phrase the other day. Um, there's a girl that was talking about she she didn't like that her um, forehead is getting wrinkly. Mm-hmm. You know, as you get older, you put your it eyebrows happens. up. You're, there's you get wrinkles in your forehead. So the, the uh, her friend whipped out the phrase bangs before Botox. Which is a phrase people say, and I almost just—you've heard that shit. No, Anna? I haven't. It but it, it I almost surprised me. I almost me projectile vomited yeah, for three days after I heard that. Yeah. That's a fucking thing. Yeah. And bangs before Botox. That is like that's the look that they go for. That's not like a kind of bros before hose kind of thing. That's <laughs> no, it's bros before hose. Yeah, you hang with your bangs before yeah. you you go get yeah. Botox. It's like the female equivalent of that. Yeah. You know, if you're, uh, let's say you are into hose. Okay. Let's say you ditch you your know, bros. You I started hang out? getting used to your segues being at a higher pitch than that one was. Could you? <laughs> Why do you it know? First of all, just in the course of this podcast, okay. Jesse, trained improviser. I she's feel like this. She's oh, very okay, kind of here, Janet. I would just like well, that segue to. Let me you tell know. you something. Uh, my comedy is all about inconsistency, timing, <laughs> uh, timing, <laughs> and uh, it's all about timing oh, and and uh, y- yes, never step on my jokes. <laughs> never step on my jokes. Here's the deal: wasn't <laughs> doing a segue right yet. Now. <laughs> wasn't doing a fucking segue. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. You're punishing her for being so observant that she she realized no, the tropes of this podcast. She wanted to first... start the high pitch early. I'm very subtle I the way did. I do okay. it. It's very sorry. St- because if well, like I was saying, if you were going to do bros before hoes, <laughs> you would do that. You would hang out with. But then if you were going to go hang out with a hoe. You know, okay. you'd probably want to kiss her on the mouth. That's probably want to kiss her on the mouth, but we're humans. We're humans. Um, <laughs> but we're humans. <laughs> Did you guys know that a uh, tickly kisses turn on hairy mouthed spiders? I did not what? know that, Jesse. Well, yeah, turns out it's totally true. It's a hairy affair, guys. It's a hairy affair with these spiders? <laughs> Two spiders are locked in an embrace, their mouth parts pressed tightly against each other. The embrace was instigated by the female. She had signaled she was interested in mating. Now the male is putting in his best efforts to get his cock in there. That's not, but it's there's no it way. It does say that. seal the deal though in this new scientist oh, article, okay. which yep. is almost like it's so he's going to use his colloquial. hairy mouth parts to keep the female's interest high. These are spiders of the Lacage Mariana species. Males have evolved hairy mouth parts and use them to stimulate the female during mating, apparently ensuring their newfound partner's commitment and tickling their way to reproductive success. To test the functions of these male hairs, Anita Eisenberg from the Clemente... Oh. Okay, she's Uruguayan. Go for it, Jesse. Uh, Clemente Estable Biological Research Institute in Montevideo, Uruguay, and her colleagues reduced stimulation uh, between males and females. Oh, in one too- simulation, we removed the hair like... <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to take over this one now. <laughs> I don't even know if it's racist, because I have no, no idea what Uruguay... Uh, <laughs> is it Uruguay? <laughs> it sounded 
like <laughs> like Renfield, <laughs> like master in one simulation. Moss, we want to come to York. No, God, I lose it. I do so many. Now that's like a weird German guy. What do they, you think? They speak Portuguese, Spanish. What do you think Uruguay? I think speaks? they speak Spanish. Spanish? I'm fairly sure okay. they speak Spanish. So in one experiment, they removed the hair like sete. Uh, from the male's mouth parts. In another scenario, they removed the uh, setae from female mouth parts that touch the male's hairs during mating, plus the nerve-sensitive regions that are also touched by the male's hairs. In both cases, the reduced stimulation made the female less down to fuck. So no, it's not their word yeah. either. It's exactly their. Okay, I, I like to save time on this podcast. We can crunch it's, more stories in. Okay, okay. Here's Andy. Here's what Andy thinks. Down to fuck doesn't mean the female is more likely to stop mating, and she was more likely to mate again with other males. That means she wasn't down to fuck this dude, man. Okay, yeah, bro. Um, for males, tickling his mate appears to be, <laughs> uh, appears to be a way of winning her favor by reducing. The, uh, oh wait, this is w- uh, William Eberhard of the Smithsonian Tropical in Baton Rouge, Le- Louis- Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay, okay so, so you need to right. like yeah. By reducing the stimulation, <laughs> we lower the male's ability to inhibit all uh, remating the bottom female. <laughs> It was also a little Jesse Jackson for yeah. a minute there. <laughs> yeah. I would like to either start with a your honor or end with an amen. And he was either arguing <laughs> yeah, in yeah. or giving a sermon. His thumbs are pulling his suspenders forward yeah. right now. That is <laughs> sure, happening. For yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> you excuse me? I'm going to drink my thermos of gravy. <laughs> I have a thermos of KFC gravy I have to attend to. He's now dabbing at his sweaty neck with That's a handkerchief. Right. No, yeah. but sometimes the sweat gets a bit brown from the gravy. <laughs> okay. I have to I dab it off there with a biscuit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta sop up that biscuit with that neck sweat gravy down. <laughs> um, uh, I'm on Vicodin. <laughs> Guys, so a female indicates her interest in mating by grasping a male's uh, chelicuri. I'm sorry? Uh, they're pincer yeah, like appendages okay, yeah. on the front of the mouth parts. They're really throwing mouth parts around. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if she's into it, you know what I mean? If if the female is receptive, she uh, she orientates the males so they're facing each other. I, that so they go chilicari to chilicari. Orientate. I know the British say it that way, but oh, that's I know. I oh, orientate. Like it yeah, it's orient. Can't we yeah. just reword? It just sounds like conversate, which is my most yeah. my favorite dumb word. Yeah, it's pretty. Excuse bad. me, we're conversating. Yeah, I got real disorientated. I hate <laughs> yeah. when people say that. That is t- real tough for me. Um, she... Jesse, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you how the spider is. Sorry. She's once, once, once they're orientated, she then opens her wide chelicere, her chilikia, <laughs> and the male approaches her. Yeah. Uh, then the female clasps the male chilikilis uh, <laughs> with her chilikilis <laughs> as if hugging him until the end Aww. of mating when she releases him. But sometimes the female gets distracted. Mm. Females are more likely to release their hold on the male's chilikilis. Oh, they just get in their heads, you know what when, I mean? Yeah. You start thinking about all the stuff you had to get well, done that day. This is when the stimulation by his hairy mouth parts are experimentally produced. Uh, are, you know, And these dissatisfied females also reveal their displeasure by not helping to produce a genital plug. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Just like a female spider. <laughs> just to not just like in. a chick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's got eight legs for days. <laughs> uh, genital plugs are fairly common in spiders. They can be made from secretions, semen, or even a broken off part of the male's genitalia. Ooh. Uh, hold on. And Whatever's they, available. And they help to block up a female's genital opening. 
Most plugs are thought to impede the entry of the genitalia of subsequent males into the female's genital tract. All right, so that makes sense. So it's really like shutting like the a, door off. To, it's really like an honor if if she breaks off your dick and she just puts it. She's yep, like, corks. this is me for life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least that, for the next. Do you so you use a genital plug for the? That's why you have kidney stones. Yeah, I use a genital <laughs> plug. Not condoms. No, no, no. Why would... You Here's know what? My, my problem is when I travel back to the UK, I need to remember to bring my adapter. genital plug adapter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course you do. Good of call. Of course you yeah, do. Yeah, you guys do have a different cock voltage. <laughs> also, some men go bald just in their genitals and they get genital plugs. Oh, they of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Hair of course, yeah. yeah. Genital plug, the technology still doesn't look as good. I can always tell when a guy has genital plugs. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Can. yeah. yeah. And you're pre- looking. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, better than the 80s. <laughs> You know, sure, but you sure. can still it's the, the Bosley technique. It's coming along, but like you can still see the sort of lines of. Yeah. I will yeah, buy it's... anything from an in-flight magazine, including uh, general yeah. plugs. You know, you just, I, just can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't not. Yeah, the before and afters are too tempting. It's there's amazing. just a, there's less oxygen in the air, so <laughs> things in that magazine look That's cool, fine. like genital plugs. By the way, we have uh, if you go over to our shop Amazon link at probablyscience.com, we do have Sky Mall linked there. Oh, Sk- the M-A- M-A- yeah. it's, They haven't Sky been on the Mall show, too, but right? it's just That's... the funniest. Yeah, Sky Mall Two just came out. It's a oh parody of, of that in-flight Those guys catalog. Are just it's amazing. The funniest thing I've ever seen on a printed page. Like every yeah. page, you literally laugh out loud. Yeah, uh, that so Casper Hauser. Casper, yeah, they've done uh, Sketchfest, haven't mm-hmm. they? They did. They were. The, they did the very first Sketchfest, and they did. They've done almost every Sketchfest. I think there maybe has been one that they haven't. They haven't done. But yeah, those guys are great. I miss performing with them because backstage we used to do a warm up. Not that we needed to, but uh, because it's sketched out improv, but um, we would just hang out backstage together and play this game where someone has a timer and uh, you basically have to like come up with this. It's very probably science. You have uh, to someone. The judge gives a topic is like, OK, bonobos, go, Matt. And you start and you try to just come up with whatever sounds like, you know, what you're talking about, re bonobos. And then another competitor can be like, objection pandering pandering to you sir and then you can be like sustained and then the next person goes and like the person who's talking at the minute is the winner um Uh but they know so much random shit those guys the four those four guys they're brilliant or what the twins are a psychiatrist and a public defender okay um yeah so like I, I found I really learned actual real things sitting backstage. <laughs> like, about you're missing shit. the point of this. You're not supposed about, to. Yeah. Know, you're supposed to like bullshit. Like I know way more about Catahoula dogs than I ever. Wow. ever what is a Catahoula dog? It's just a kind of like, it's like a Hawaiian potty dog. Shepherd what is dog. It? Okay. I think from South Africa or something. I don't know. It has yeah. spots. You Look say they're uh, twins, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hang on a second before we get onto this. Uh, there's twins to be talked about, but. This is in a small number oh, of species. I just want to finish off this little story. You. Oh, oh, the spiders. Uh, yeah, including this L. Mariana. Females help make this plug, but when a female is not stimulated by a man's setai, he stops producing the substance. Sorry, she stops producing the substance she normally contributes to help form the plug, making it easier for future males to mate with her. So mm. tickling seems to be an essential trick for males wanting to keep a female interested in siring his little ones. Next, Eberhardt wants to investigate whether male stimulation of the hairs on the female sternum using his fangs has a similar similar effect on her reproductive decisions. Seems like they're sort of hipster spiders. Like yeah. the hairier, the yeah, yeah, yeah. the more Which of a beard going on. Which one do you think on. is most aroused right now? <laughs> well, I'm covering certain things with my coat. That's coats. true. <laughs> yes. That's the leather jacket You've absolutely won. Yeah, nice little... I got a snail trail going on this chair. <laughs> oh, I am into it. Is it weird <laughs> that my dick gets wet? That's that. Is that a unique <laughs> thing to me? Why did I start? Uh, is it weird that hairy mouth parts? I'm so is wet my right now. Name. I've, I've <laughs> men, made many an adult film as hairy mouth parts. Hairy mouth parts. Oh, Harry, I the answer is all three of us, Janet. 
if if there is no one whose porn name yet is Harry Mouthparts, there should be. <laughs> then you're welcome, yes. world. Oh man! But, but by the way, Jesse, before you get into the the twin thing, I, I don't I, have to talk about anything, bro. No, I, I want some of what you're on. By the way, <laughs> what I said, I want some of what you're on. Cipro. So what's some of that? Mainly Cipro. Cipro. Yeah, I want some antibiotics. No, I really am only on Cipro. Oh. They didn't give me any pain pills. But maybe you've oh, done man. something that you're not supposed to do with your soap. Oh, is that why you're eating yogurt? Because it has uh, good probiotics? Pro- yeah, because the, I'm, I'm on a very strong antibiotic, which basically kills all your yeah, biotics. Be careful. So you still need some good gut bacteria? Yep. So yeah, I've been eating shitloads of yogurt. So what's good the, for you. Good. If, if you take antibiotics too much, that's what... Wait, do you get... you? UTI from that or you get no a yeast infection from having antibiotics right can sometimes why am I, yeah yeah, yeah. Not, no it kills it kills stuff. the bacteria that kills the yeast so you can get a yeast infection because the yeast can breed more because, because you don't have enough bacteria. antibiotics yes that's for sure right I don't know why I had to talk about that <gasps> no no it's um, a thing it's a thing it's all related <laughs> but uh, yeah we're talking about Sketchfest we should um, encourage our listeners in the Bay Area to check it out it's coming up in just about uh, two weeks two, two months or less yeah it's the yes. 22nd through February 8th, January 22nd through oh. February 8th. oh and I'm going to be doing some shows as part of it yeah, we haven't announced that yet, so oh. thanks oh. for scooping Sketchfest, Matt. Well, this won't be out until um, late December. Thanks so. for not scooping Sketchfest, <laughs> Matt. You're in. You're still in. Awesome. But this is the 14th? Also, it really wouldn't have been a big deal. Year of the festival? <laughs> yeah. It's one of the best comedy festivals in the world. One of the biggest and best you guys thanks. have. You know uh, where else I like going? Bridgetown Comedy oh, Festival. Oh, that's nice of you to Ooh. say. But uh, no, but like Sketchfest is next level. You guys have like Monty Python cast reunions and like the big, big guns. I have to say that that is one thing we have not had. Thanks for you rubbing it in. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> We've never had it. Oh God! I'm gonna edit that out. No, no, no! Damn it's it. totally fine. But, but I mean, it's things like long-term that, goal I mean, of ours. But yeah, the state. I feel that hall, we've had uh, just about everything but everything that. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, you have like legends of comedy um, in conversation with other legends. You know, like Lily Tomlin. Just like she's she didn't, <laughs> right? No, God, no! What? Either. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding Another me? Another person we would love to have. All right, you had Groucho Marx. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm editing all no, the um, Peter Why don't I let you plug your own festival? Guys, just keep guessing dead people now. This is not going to work. Um... No, Christopher we, Guest. Uh, no. What? No. We, I'm seriously, seriously editing all this out. We're starting over. Do you want to start it over? I don't care. I think it's funny <laughs> that you're. Fuck, who gives a shit? For some of the, because like, you're it just is, naming all the people that I, I have written letters to and that someday they will come. Like, I have well, no, Lily Tomlin's email address. Sure. Her email address is lily.tomlin. No, it's not. Well, no, let's talk, let's talk Bridgetown, though, because well, Bridgetown's sweet, too. We, you've I had know, Ben Bridgetown Stiller. Is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's Carrot true. top. We Carrot did have Carrot Top. Um, we had uh, we had Tenacious D. You had not Monty Python, but the full Monty Spinal Tap last year. The whole cast, the, the full, full Monty. Monty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, You've had David Letterman and Jay Leno uh, fighting. We, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mud wrestling. wrestling. I remember that late night mud wrestling. Was yeah. Cute. Yeah. yeah, late night mud wrestling was so fun. I know, wasn't it? Um, well, you guys don't seem to give a fuck about Denny's Fun Fest that I throw every year. You guys even know about that? No, what's Denny's I don't. Fun Fest? Tell us more. I run a festival. Go down to the Denny's parking lot there. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Denny's what Fun Fest. There? do it once a year. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Je- Jenna, can you please plug some things from Sketchfest so I cannot feel like a monster? I really can't believe I just did No, that. that's okay. Is this really coming for sure out in late December? Um, I promise? Yeah. Because yeah. I shouldn't tell you about... What's we, the date that things could be we revealed? We announce on December 12th. 
December. 12th. Oh, this will definitely, definitely come out after, after that. that. For real, yeah. yes. it's like super embargoed until then. Okay, like you cannot release. Okay. Or you could also talk about stuff that was in me. last year's, just to show the level of awesome you guys have. Ha- I mean, things that you're. Um, I mean, we've had we did a tribute to Conan O'Brien. He was in conversation with Patton Oswalt. We had Alan Arkin last year. Holy shit! We've okay, that's Gene Wilder. Um, reunions from Kids in the Hall, the State, Upright Citizens of Brigade. Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> I always blank out on what we've had. Um, those Gary Shandling, yeah. Well, it's cool because we have a lot of up-and-coming stuff, but we also get to like return to the people that we think of as heroes. And yeah. You had the Revenge of the Nerds reunion. We did have the, the Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, Amazing. that was really fun. That was really fun. Yeah, I wish I... I mean, I, there is stuff I can tell you about for this year, if you're sure that sure. you edited it out before. We will not put this out before the 12th. Well, no, this, this comes out... out if it has to. This comes out way post-December 12th. This is going to um, come out around Christmas time. Yeah, okay, but yeah, then yeah. you this guys also a, can't tell anyone this stuff. Fair no, enough. This might enough. be... Well, yeah, I mean, if we were enticed by some sort of booking. Um, <laughs> we would, wait, I should mention, we did it last year at yeah, the, yeah, the punchline. Yeah, that was our, I thought and, that was our uh, whole yeah. in. We had a great time. Yeah. No, this is like our Christmas episode, I think. I think it's around there. Merry Christmas, everyone. Everybody. This for yeah. sure after uh, the twelfth. Uh, we do, were we have we got Christopher Guest this year. We have oh, Christopher sweet. Guest and Harry Shearer and Michael McKean for a spinal oh, tap. Holy shit! Holy shit! And I feel so weird telling at the outside world about this. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> feels like I am cheating because it hasn't really been said yet. But um, and then we have we're doing a Better Off Dead live stage reading what? with the cast, not John Cusack, but. Um, and what else do we have? We're doing a did you find Weird Al, which the, would be really fun. How deep did the cast list for Better Off Dead go? I think there's. I think Savage Steve Holland is still talking to people, but I feel like we definitely have like Ricky Linderman and like the wait. That's from the my the my bodyguard. Never mind, Ricky. You know Ricky, the, uh-huh. the character that that guy and Curtis Armstrong for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if we're gonna get David Ogden Steers. We definitely have Diane Franklin, who's Monique. Oh, excellent! Um, excellent. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a good it's good because it's a small cast, so it's not yeah. one of the like when we did the um, Wet Hot American Summer thing, it was like how many parts do we have to cast? Yeah, there was so many people and so people have blown cast. up since. The, I mean, Bradley Cooper was just like a bit player in that. Yeah, and, and was, so he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't there, but the people that replaced other people, like Busy Phillips, did Janine's thing because Janine was shooting. Oh, that's and, still a huge. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Colin Hanks did somebody's role. Oh, sweet. He can be there. Yeah, it was really fun. It was a fun show. That movie is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So, and then now they're doing the TV series. Oh, it's for happening. Netflix. It's definitely yeah. happening. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. In fact, yeah, we'll link to Wet Hot American Summer over in the gift guide, too, because oh, yeah, you should see that if you haven't that's seen it. Great, I like, never see it. I've never seen it. It's the most laughs in a movie I've ever seen. It's so silly. I love yeah. how silly they are sometimes, it's, David Wayne. And... So this is a San Francisco sketch fest? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A lot of gays. Mm-hmm. A lot of gays mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for real. Did, did you know, Janet, that... Uh, Twins! Mm, the largest study of gay brothers... Uh, just honed in on the gay gene. I didn't know that. Well, is this something? Is this sort of in in response to uh, on the Tim Lee episode we referred to a study that I guess has been sort of controversial, comparing the percentage of uh, percent- no, this is a the, the study that was sent in. Yeah, this is a much. I'm saying, but someone else because this wasn't an angry email. It wasn't related yeah, to no. This is okay. but this is a new st- new news story on the new scientist. But one of our listeners, Dave, wrote in saying we linked to a study by this guy J. Michael Bailey, who it appears has done some research, some of which seems all right, and some of which seems particularly dodgy, particularly towards the trans community, and a little bit on the bullshitty side. Oh, interesting. Where so we never wrote a book called The Man Who Would Be Queen which, according to Dave's comment, and I've looked at the Wikipedia page, and this seems to be about right, concluded that a lot of trans women were actually gay men who fetishize having female genitalia. So, fuck you. 
and that was the source of the thing about fifty percent heritability of uh, yeah. yes. but whether, sexuality between. But then twins I don't know whether that or, then. Because well, I was, that I was wondering if twins would be gay. Yeah. Sure. That's like a you That's know something that people talk about for sure. Um. Well, I just want to get a, a good threesome going. Mm-hmm. So uh, a genetic analysis of 409 pairs of gay brothers, including sets of twins, has provided the strongest evidence yet that gay people are born gay. The study clearly links sexual orientation in men with two regions of the human genome that have been implicated before, one on the X chromosome and one on chromosome 8. The finding is an important contribution uh, to mounting evidence that being gay is biologically determined rather than a lifestyle choice, because some people's lifestyle is to be uh, hated by the clan. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I always thought that was such a weird thing, like uh, like uh, how much you, pain you, you put to yourself. Be uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It just wants attention, mm. like from from Nazis, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It just wants attention. Uh, in some countries, such as Uganda, being gay is still criminalized, and some religious groups believe that gay people can be quote treated to make them straight. It erodes uh, the notion that uh, it erodes the notion that sexual orientation is a choice. Says study leader Alan Sanders of the North Shore Research Institute in Evanston, Illinois. Look at you doing your fucking liberal head nodding. Love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I really am. You need your liberal head nodding. No, I do the same thing. So that's yeah. what I'm saying is I catch myself doing it like, I agree with all of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was in the sciences, I would be studying oh, this. Oh, the struggle. Yeah. 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 I can <laughs> I can hear your hand approaching your back. For, <laughs> for, it's crawling up your back for a pat sesh. I don't even know I'm doing it. I um, I no, it. I do the same thing. Like uh, my least favorite music is reggae. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to vom. Okay. Hate it. It's yeah. but I reggae tone is worse. I but, hate reggae yeah. and I hate Rastafarians. They're bullshit, angry, awful, homophobic, homophobic. people. Uh, but I will subconsciously nod, you know, at reggae and catch myself doing it. Like just a restaurant. Like we're jamming, we're gonna jam. I mean, and then I'm just <laughs> you have to like it sucks. So anyway. Uh, um, uh, someone else on the. Oh, I mean, would have been weirder. It probably would have been more entertaining and interesting to you if I was shaking my hand disgustedly. No, that'd be awesome. It's a choice. Trust me. What are you doing on your arm while this is happening? Whoa. (laughs) Uh, The region on the X chromosome picked out by the study, called XQ28, was originally identified in 1993 by Dean Hamer of the the U.S. National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. But attempts to validate the findings since have been mixed. Uh, the other regions picked out uh, is in the twist of the center of chromosome 8, and it's known as 8Q12. It was the first signpost in 2005, or first signposted. Uh, the latest study involves about three times as many people as the previous largest study, which means it's significantly more statistically robust. Over the past five years, Sanders, Sanders has collected blood and saliva samples from 409 pairs of gay brothers, mostly, mostly with his asshole, including non-identified twins. You added that. That's editorializing. Yeah, there might have sure. been a... Yeah. Was, uh, you tacked on like a... Mm-hmm. What are you talking... No, it's right... Th- no, no, no. That yeah, was just... Was I don't know what you read, though, like, but that wasn't in there. Yeah. Guys, I feel like that was the only appropriate joke to make. <laughs> you know, it says he collected blood and saliva. I feel like algorithmically okay. that was the joke sure, to make. Sure, he could have yeah. collected it with his mouth, so I think yeah. that's very... Yeah, you're, no, you're right. But I'm saying, like, I don't want anyone to read that as an implication of my thoughts on the deal. Of course, right, right, of course right. I support Sanders in the research here, and mm-hmm. I think all the brothers gave... Very... So he collected it from the gay brothers, including non-identical twins. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt just never lets me apologize. He just picks up. I just, I just get, hanging with that. I, know, I get so much... Unabomber mail every week. <laughs> uh, so le- <laughs> go ahead, Matt. Uh, including from three hundred eighty, uh, sorry, from three hundred eighty-four families. This compares, uh, for example, with, with forty pairs of brothers recruited for Hamer study. 
Uh, the team combed through the samples, looking at the locations of genetic markers. There's called- still a lot of hair in there. There is. Yeah. <laughs> no, you gotta. Yes. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Fuck off, Janet. That's my highest compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, they come through the yeah. samples looking at the locations <laughs> of genetic markers called single nucleotide polymorphisms, or SNPs, differences of a single letter in the genetic code, and measuring the extent to which each of the SNPs were shared by the men in the study. And the only trait unequivocally shared by all 818 men... No, it's 818 men. It's guys in the oh, valley. Oh, it's the valley guys. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes Brody SNPs Stevens. stands for standards and practices, if uh, right. memory Doesn't serves. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's SNP, single nucleotide polymorphisms, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. stands for... Um, and, uh, yes, the only trait unequivocally shared by all 818 men was being gay. All of the traits, such as hair color, height, and intelligence, varied by <laughs> Matt. Just I'm getting his... a picture of Matt for the yes. website. Oh, my God. Yes, please do. Yes. Well, you keep the reading. Angle for my, so... my angle is better on it because the you sun You keep kind having of, uh... to do m- further and further things to protect yourself from, from Papa Sun. <laughs> that is just blazing onto you. Um, it is. I'm in the worst position. Yeah. But most but people this time look. of year. Yeah, no one's ever had it as bad as you have yeah. it right yes. now. Like, let's get up. Let's get back to the story of brutal almost, homophobia. But, <laughs> but right now, I think I'm in the worst. It's the almost. Worst. It's hey, almost December, exactly. and we're lucky enough to have 80 degrees and sun. And you're yeah. like, God, you look cowering. like you look like ET on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you look like we're trying to disguise you to take you into public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sunglasses oh, and the leather jacket accurate, over the head. Accurate. It's, hey, accurate. it's pretty amazing. Oh, Thank no. you. Good cars. Yeah, Good cars. Really, uh. really. Wait, now hold on. <laughs> Back to the combing. Okay, the so combing. Uh, th- yes, the eight, the eight one eight men. Um, the only trait they all shared <laughs> was being gay. All the traits, such as hair color, height, and intelligence, varied by different degrees between each brother, between each brothers in a pair, and between all sets of brothers. Therefore, all. Therefore, any. SNPs, again, those single nucleotide polymorphisms, uh, consistently found in the same genetic locations across the group would most likely be associated with sexual orientation. Is there a, is there a, is there a type of science that we can just call, so there, science? <laughs> because that's what this feels like this is. It's like a told you so science. Like, you see, it is inherent. As opposed so. to like, still needs to be tested I mean, that still needs to be tested. You mean like it's so common sense you feel like it shouldn't even have to be tested kind of? I feel like like it's, it's, I just feel like it's a bummer that there's a reason tied to this that is sociological that is, that we're still living, yeah, that we're still living in a world where we're still trying to convince some people that it's not cool to ostracize uh-huh. and well, yeah. yes. we even have to be there, finding reasons to yeah, get people to be tolerant. Right. Although yeah. off the back yeah. of this article, New Scientist did have an editorial, uh, a leader that they published afterwards saying it has good and bad implications. Is, I think it's a fair point. The good, Im- I, I I, I'm going to have to take this off because no one can this. the funniest. Because the label it's... of your jacket is tucked right next to your head. So it started to feel like you were just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. So oh. it, it does point out that, uh, um, it does. It is a fuck you to the people who are like they cho- watch out. It's for a choice, but it is also possibly a. Um, if it it says in this, on the other hand, some could, people could try to redefine homosexuality as a biological abnormality, 
There's no way to change people's sexuality, but if key genes are found, it might be possible to detect homosexuality before birth or oh, right. cure people, it puts sure. in quotes, by altering these genes. Sure. Mm. Even the threat of this could be used to persecute. Consider the ugly histories of prenatal sex selection and of coerced and ineffectual therapies for homosexuals. It's no wonder that some activists see in such research the seeds of genocide. You know which what? Was yeah. The alternative name for our podcast. Seeds of genocide. Sure. Seeds of genocide. And this yeah. is a, this was also troublesome because like you could potentially also isolate the Neanderthal gene if you don't want your kids to look like Jesse. Oh, <laughs> oh. come on! Yeah. <laughs> no, I would have respected if you could have made here. it through there without breaking. Yeah, but you I broke. Couldn't. The giggle, no, the giggle. was a self-conscious. I feel oh. bad about making this joke more than it was. I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> It was like I tried to soften it. Sure. That's what girls do sometimes. Sure. No, I totally get it. I mean, I totally, I totally understand. I don't know if there's some sort of weird, like, looking like the female version of powder gene that we could fucking, you know, that we could have knocked you out before you were born. Would have been yeah. sweet, but... It's, it's so getting, cute, powder. It's getting really... Uh, there's some genuine animosity. No, there's not. I like there's a little bit. I thought I was making a joke that you yourself would make. Of course. Right, I was great. totally... Yeah, but I, I have to... Uh, so what I was doing was I was... I was see powder again. Me too. I don't think I've ever seen No, so powder. what I was doing was I was doing... I was doing, oh yeah, I was doing that right. while I was fucking trying to figure out what yeah. I could throw at you. I think there's worse. I'll come I'll come up with some worse stuff you could say about me than looking like powder. Sure. Well, you no, know I'm totally For down. For one thing, I look a lot like Macaulay Culkin. So I don't see it. I that. don't think that's true. But no, I'm totally down. I'm totally down with my, uh, with my uh, caveman qualities. I, uh, I think we should all be tolerant of, of each other and, yes. and not judge any, any choice. Even if we make choices that aren't actually things we're born with, um, it still doesn't mean we should be judged. Like we have listeners of all stripes. Yes. We have some actual scientist listeners. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're always surprised by that. Um, and now we have our first, uh, sex worker listener who has written in. Did you know that Jesse? I know that. Yeah, I wrote to her a few a few weeks back. Um, Jesse talked about going to a dive bar near near here, and because well, um, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be at uh, the club in the town. I, I don't. We'll use her discretion, of course. I won't I'm, use her name. I, yeah, yeah, but I'm. Uh, well, let's not use her city either. But I'm gonna be okay. at the club there. So I was like, hey, if if you you know if you and the uh, your partner want to come to the show, come to the show. Yes, we you know we want uh, uh, audiences are audiences. Uh, yes. Uh, of course they are. You Why just am made I that that's, worse that's, with that bluster? That's, that's, that just made me <laughs> doing super well intolerant. I yeah, that's know, like I know. oh, I got to. You didn't edit mean it like that. that. I didn't at all. No, this is actually a very interesting letter because Jesse was talking about um, having a woman chat him up for a while, and she's pretty cute, and then being disappointed when he realized, like, oh, this is a prostitute. Um, but this listener wrote in to um, say that, uh, and then we were talking about, well, why would somebody ever? It wouldn't make sense logically for someone to have sex with you before there's an actual explicit statement of the fact that they're going to ask for money for this because then what if you don't pay? They've just given away this thing that they're not getting. So anyway, this listener wrote in um, concerning Jesse's Jesse's Russian prostitute story and whether or not you're going to get shaken down before or after sex happens. Now, none of her work is street based, so she can only go off of what other people in the business tell her. But if the lady is so attractive that you feel lucky she's talking to you you're going to get hit, hit up for money before sex happens. So she's attractive enough that if you turn her down, she can just go back to the bar and find another client. This is all like economics. Um, however, if the woman is a bit run down looking, uh, well, there's a, a higher chance down. It was, you know. you're either going to get hit up by a pimp before or shaken down by him after, which can get dangerous. And the laws surrounding sex work sucks anytime she has her boyfriend work security for her, as in he hides in a different room and makes sure screams aren't coming out of her room or drives her to a hotel. Uh, he's legally trafficking her, even though he's never taken a dime of her money. And uh, she's working of her own volition. Mm. And then also there was a judge in her city. Or maybe I shouldn't mention this. Yeah, don't, don't mention that one. Okay. But yeah, our sex laws are fucked. Yeah, and it's, it is one of those ones where they 
at at every level, both legal and in general, people doing sex work are in far more risk of everything than yeah. yeah. But we will tell you, we encourage more uh, prostitute and escort listeners. So please write us in, mm-hmm. um, and that's at probably science at gmail But she also carries on saying uh, put on the subject line. She also. <laughs> I don't know what that word but was. She, she also says, I forgot to mention in my original email, but let Jesse know that he isn't being solicited because prostitutes think he looks lonely or hungry. Uh, if someone hits you up in a bar or a casino, <laughs> that's what you said on the show. That was what no, you, I know. I know. Um, I did take it very personally. It's because you're alone, look like you have money, and generally give off a friendly vibe. Any sex worker with any experience whatsoever understands that people buy sex because they are busy or married or don't want to risk getting caught. Uh, as a general rule, we don't see our clients as desperate losers uh, or just people who want guaranteed sex or have a specific fetish. But, yeah. But that's the thing, because that... You look, you look, pay, you look nice and wealthy. Paid, being... It happened to me once in, in Vegas where someone chat like started chatting to me in a bar and I was like, oh shit, I'm doing really well. And then it became more obvious that sure there was like she was after a financial transaction and this one, oh okay well then i'm not doing as well as i thought i was it was just, right. it's more like i don't know it's more like when a waitress flirts with you when you're taking order yeah. and there's a bit of you like wow i'm being hilarious because she's laughing at all my jokes and then you realize <laughs> oh no she's just good at her job she's just being a good waitress or bartender right. or whatever right i um I go way over the line with waitresses <laughs> with like shitty dad jokes just, just waitresses mm-hmm. just diner no waiters anybody Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, my bet. I've I've told you guys this before. I'm very proud of it because I thought of it myself. Uh, I want all the listeners. You can use it. No, we know the zagats. Okay. I've told everyone Jesse, about the zagats. Jesse, thing. whenever he eats alone, has a zagat binder he's printed up that he just leaves on the table. Well, that I oh, really? that I have with me, so they think I'm a food critic. That's funny. And then uh, <laughs> I, get, I get way better Jared, service. You're my favorite guest ever. <laughs> I get way better service. But uh, no, my favorite thing is if you go out to eat alone, um, ask for separate checks at the end. <laughs> oh, they love it. <laughs> Go, uh, yeah, uh, separate checks. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And I, I think it's a sweet, funny thing. But a lot of they just get confused and hate me. Uh. Um, but yeah, I've never, I've never paid for, uh, for sex, but I'm not opposed to it whatsoever. I, I might at some point in my life, you know? You know it, no, there's no river so long it doesn't have a bend in it. Or well, no, I don't mean it's, but not out of a desperation move. Just like as a like, hey, that's what this is. This everything else can I, not I be think, worried about, and I think if I ever did it, it would change what I thought about myself in a fundamental really? way. Really, kind of, yeah. But I have friends that have been in the military where it's just like so assumed, and they don't think twice. Of, I mean, not like they don't do it all the time, but I think they have done it when they've been like stationed overseas, and it's just what you do. But I think I would just—I don't know. I think I would change. But that's your self-judgment, I think. A yes. Little, you but, know? Well, yeah, but that's not. That's reason enough not to do it, I think, sure. if it would change what I think of myself. I'm not judging anybody else. I'm just I saying I would judge I've, myself. I've just done so much weird shit. Like, some of you guys that, uh, I don't know if I said this on the show, that um, my mom walked in on me once. Yeah, yeah, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Is this just to shock Janet or is no. this? Okay, okay. Well, you- <laughs> well, I wonder if I'll be shocked. <laughs> no. One time I was attempting auto fellatio. Mm-hmm. Trying to suck, uh, doesn't every kid try that? And I also, some so. people can. I, I for was sure for a longer my, trying to suck my own dick. And uh, my my mom walked in. So what I used to do, the way I would do it, is I would lay on my back. Okay. So this is a multi because I think I tried it once, maybe twice, and then realized it was never going to happen. I could actually get pretty close. 
but this was but it's not a that's not a penis size issue okay uh, that's a that I was very flexible, flexible. weird yeah, kid I mean I, I think I, either one you could make up for the other one by having sure sure more so you, you lay on your back and I could flip my legs over my head and I would j- then jam my legs under a couch because mm-hmm. it would keep them down there under a couch okay I'm you know pi- what I'm okay, saying I think I'm picturing correctly so I forgot- did you have a bedroom couch or was this a public no this was in my the dad's floor, next to the couch okay right then what I would do is prop open my laptop all the way, have a porn going, sit it on the back of my legs so I could look over my balls oh, on, at the porn. Hold on a second. Oh, would that also the weight of the laptop provide extra? Yes. And then I, I thought talk. that I could look. I'm trying to figure out how you could see the laptop. It's laid on the back of your legs towards your face. Your okay. face is, your, your head is against the floor looking okay. up. Your, feet your legs are, under the couch. are over your head. Back of your thighs. This is so much work. Your pile yeah, dri- that's a real you're, you're pile driving yourself with a... I, I get with it. a laptop. I get, I get it. I get okay, it. Get it. Yes. so you're kind of looking over your balls there, at the at the laptop, right? Now, what I would do is is as soon as that happens, your blood flow starts changing. As soon as you do that, so you you start losing you start losing wood. So I would okay. g- give myself a little bit of a tug while okay. I'm there. So then, essentially, I'm just jerking off in the most uncomfortable position ever, <laughs> hoping that at some point I can fit it in my mouth. My mom walks in. <laughs> Listen, this is. I'm totally naked. You have to do it totally naked because you don't want any you hindrances. You have to do it totally My naked. mom walks in past the point of no return. Yeesh. I look over, lock eyes with her, and come on my own face. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> so my mom has seen me get a facial, Janet. Oh. How do you, what happens after that? She just yeah. walked out and did you talk? Like, Sorry, we talked you... about it a little, but my point should... is I would get a hooker because okay. like I don't yes, care. It would, yeah. And I'm not judging anybody else. I'm, you I know, forgot, it's... to be honest with you, not only that we were talking about that, but everything we've talked about to that point. Now all I can think about is that. Well, what I'm saying Forever. is. Like if you least, ask me I, what my own name is right now, I may not know. What I'm saying is I wouldn't judge myself. Like I don't, I, okay. you know, it's. I, and I don't think I would ever do that out of desperation. I think I would do it in a like it's to a, experience everything like, oh, yeah, in this, this life. Is, this well, no, thing it would also do. be like, hey, this is a f- fucking super professional that's awesome well, that's, at this. Uh, it wouldn't, I bet it's yeah. not. No, it, I, I wouldn't go uh, hanging would, out in front of a Motel 6. I'm talking like I would go like the kind specialist. that hang out in D.C. Okay. I would go like $5,000. Right. Oh, like, okay. like this is the treatment you get. Like, like this is it. Yeah. Someone, I wouldn't get a hookah. Right. I'd get like, you know. Someone who's been vetted for to be like part of a, a harem or something like that. I don't think that's of, a. F- <laughs> you know what, what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, about right? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. The girls that get like Sultan flown around, Brunei, and sh- right? Like a Dubai, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Saying like the difference between cooking a meal or going to a very high quality restaurant. Michelin, Michelin style. Michelin styles. Yeah, I wouldn't get the McDonald's of hookers. Right. right. Isn't it? Funny? It sounds like it's like car tire related I always thought it's like the highest class thing really a does. restaurant yeah. can be and it's yeah. like are they connected Michelin yeah. I looked it up I forgot I think it was the Michelin guide which was related to the tire company was that's what would right do yeah it. the original idea was it was meant to encourage you to drive around and visit new restaurants in different oh, wow. cities but if you yeah, say it with the French accent it's uh, you can yeah, make it seem like it's it not about Michelin. tires yeah I mean, this is, there's a whole other conversation I'm not having about where I feel like we still are as a society for me to feel comfortable with the idea of sex workers being n- 99% like mentally and emotionally stable. So is that true? Or, what what is that a number? No, that I'm just or, throwing, or, I'm just saying like, I don't feel like we're there yet. Like right. I don't feel like oh, of course, of most course. sex workers and I, and I would love to hear from someone and I've thought about yeah. having someone on my podcast it's but, like, because I don't know. Like when I think when I was, was more, a- when I was younger, I just 
was more like flagrantly sort of like, listen, we are past all that. Like I'm sex positive. Sure, we're sure, all good. Sure. If somebody's a prostitute and they're comfortable, I trust that. And something has happened as I've aged where I do have this protective feeling now where I do sort of feel like I couldn't do it. Be- not because I couldn't do it, but because in the society in which I live, I yeah. couldn't do it for a number of reasons. And until those variables were, are removed so that I can look at it as the same kind of I couldn't do it as I couldn't be a lawyer or I couldn't be a doctor. Right, right, then right. Then I don't then I don't feel great about prostitution. But yeah. I want to. But um, I want to get there. I, I just don't feel like we're, that, we're there yet. I don't know about mental health stats for prostitution, but I do know another branch of sex work, porn. There was a study recently... I think it was about half a year ago that found that um, women involved in pornography had no greater incidence of mental health issues than the population. In fact, generally seems to be happier on oh. balance. Because, again, like porn is also held up as, these are broken women who are fucked sure, and are doing sure. this job. And then sure. this study came out that was like, actually... Which doesn't say great things about porn stars, but actually just hints at the incredible amount of molestation there is in the world. It's uh, just that it's that high everywhere. That, yeah. That's the same number. Like, um, yeah, it was the same thing with like the the uh, perhaps. I don't know of many prostitutes that that was Plan A. Right. That's I guess what I always come back to. But is then like, the same could be said about just about any job. No, like, no, we're in Matt, a very I, rare. Position. I know. What, I know what you're saying. I totally know what you're saying. But but um, and and I'm not saying that that would be. I'm not saying that would be a last resort. Like, I would rather do sex work than work at fucking Starbucks again. Like, and I would. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying plan A, I think a lot of people would just like to just lounge around and get paid for nothing. And that'd be sweet. Everybody would love that. So, th- by saying that, I think a lot of it, especially the further down the safety pole you go with where we're at with it, I think you could say, like, the same way a lot of homeless people are mentally ill. It's 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 not a chicken or the egg issue. It's because, like, our society kind of sucks, and that winds up happening to people that don't get services they need. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm in a few <laughs> prostitutes that are a little off. <laughs> you what? Here we go. Uh, it was actually from over a year ago. Porn actresses were more likely to report higher self-esteem than average women that makes me happy like i want that oh, i want yeah. more of that i just want to i oh, just want to believe I, and support and feel that that's i wouldn't true. do porn in standard definition and it lights off no one would be able to see it i would do, you i would be do- in a porn but it'd be just a black screen i'd be totally silent <laughs> <laughs> sort of a Would john cage be, porn composition yeah. your mum releasing the tape yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those were supposed to be private. Yeah. <laughs> nanny cams, everybody. Nanny cams. <laughs> this uh, is this is the benefit of having a mother who's a doctor, I guess, though, right? Because like nothing can shock uh, people in the medical field. It can it's, if it's your kid. I'd like, say that probably threw her a bit. I'm I, sure uh, she shut the door behind and went, okay, how do I deal with this well, conversation? No, I mean, this is uh, when I was 15, I OD'd and went to the ER. And it was about, I wasn't home. But I, you didn't OD on your own semen. <laughs> No, it was on cum. Okay. It was on cum. Yeah, no, I OD'd on okay. cum. Okay. No, so I went to the uh, I went to the ER. It wasn't on purpose. I was fucking partying uh, yeah. too hard, and <laughs> I went to the ER. It was like three in the morning. But I remember like thinking, oh, this will be cool. My mom's like a doctor, and but when she showed up, just the look in her eyes, like the the just she, I could tell she'd been crying on the whole drive, just crazy. Yeah. And it's like you can't disconnect. Like her yeah. her mom just passed away her view of death is very very cool and uh scientific and buddhist 
you know, sort of with how she views it. But it's still, her, still her, human. her fucking yeah. mom died. Yeah. yeah. So she was a wreck for a while. Like, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I, my point is, it was probably weird seeing her own kid uh, just jack off all over his own right, face. Right. Yes. It's going to be uh, it's going to be know. it's not going to be one of those moments you're going to easily forget. It's going to sure, be with you. Sure, for a while. My mom seen me call yes. on my face. So what? Yes. And on that note, <laughs> I'm so glad I was here for this story. I, yeah. What if it just Jan- some dude, some like other comic guy who was just like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. <laughs> right. I'm glad that I got to be here for this. I'm glad you were too, and I'm right? sorry. But nothing if not but a good kind sport. of not. It's really okay. You know what I'm saying? It's, really it's like, okay. I'm sorry, but like half not sorry. Yeah. Predator. Listen, I've seen, there's a guy <laughs> in porn who can do that, and I've totally seen that video. Who can do what? Come in his An own face? An adult man who can suck his own dick. I'm sure there's many yeah. people in the I'm world. I'm sure there's people that can suck their own Jeremy was supposedly able to do that when he was in his youth, before he was before the shape the that he currently is. kept that right. from Yeah, I could, I could lick the tip, I think, when I was like 16. Good on you. Well, but that's that like, does nothing. I know, that's so and, and, what a tease. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah I know. And uh, another thing about blowing yourself is like, even if you could really get the whole thing in there and be awesome at it, I feel like your back is so uncomfortable. Everything would be so uncomfortable at that point. It would be like you couldn't concentrate on the sexual part of it anymore. Because no, you're in it so would much be pain. like having it would be like getting a regular blowjob during like severe arthritis. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't enjoy the blowjob. Yeah, I just flashed to any Cora fan listening. To oh, this oh, oh, goodness! Oh, no. Really? Well, you don't have to tweet. What's it out. what's it's the demographic a, for them? If, uh, I mean, there are probably some like ten-year-olds. Oh, they're doing this. I know. Come on, you OD'd when you were changing world. It's 14? a changing world. Fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> that's when I quit drugs and stuff. So yeah. you know, so so I feel uh, like this is all on me for reading that listener letter. Who was the sex worker? I just thought it was interesting because I, you know, we have listeners from all walks of life. Andy, and, uh, it's, I'll take I'll take the hit. I've been on this trying one. to bring up the self facial okay. for months. Okay, <laughs> trying to sneak it in. Yeah, just I, you know how sometimes I stand up and put my finger up. Voiceover. Yeah, I stand up and put my finger up sometimes yes. when we record, yeah. and then someone it's says something. I sit story. down, disappointed. It's always almost that. story. It's always almost that story. <laughs> yeah, it's like my spin doctor's joke. You know, someone should sue them for malpractice, <laughs> melting too many faces. That's why. I try, to, I try to get people to bring up spin doctors. <laughs> God, that is, you faces. really have your work cut out for you because no one yeah. wants to bring up the spin doctors. It takes like an hour in any conversation, yeah. but I can get people there. It's like yeah. the Kevin Bacon game. We had like the lead singer of the spin like, doctors no, on and it didn't and you're like, up. what yeah. are you, little miss, little miss, little miss, can't be wrong? <laughs> <laughs> people are like, that's not organic. Hey. Like, that felt very forced, Jesse. <laughs> hey, man, I hope them cigarettes make you cough. Yeah. <laughs> a minute scratch scratch yeah well you did it thank you Janet you got the double in one episode yeah you did it's it's good when you can use one as a segue into and there's another thing I always well, you can sort say. of you can sort of have your cake and eat it too yeah you really can yeah like like a load of man batter in my face sure <laughs> So yeah, I'm sorry, all the Cora yeah. friends out there. Uh, last Airbender, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I really am uh, in a lot of pain, so um, <laughs> we're going to... Uh, well, isn't this sort of like forgiving fine. a Nazi war criminal because he's just old, though? Like, yes, you're in pain now, but it doesn't remove the crimes. Well, that's a very uncomfortable analogy. Okay. <laughs> very uncomfortable analogy for me. Yes, he did some things, but now he's got arthritis and living in Argentina, so uh, Jesse's in pain. That's yeah, what I we're blaming this episode on. Um, Janet, where can our listeners find you? <laughs> After this? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, listen, I keep it real easy. It's just at Janet Varney on Twitter and JanetVarney.com is my website. And, and listen the to JV the JV Club. Club. Is, yeah, it's on free on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. 
JV means Janet Varney, the mm-hmm. JV club. Yeah, I but it's it. also I get it. it has a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> Michelin star. <laughs> Michelin star. Yes. yes. Excellent. Sorry. And uh, do check out SF Sketch Fest at, I believe, sfsketchfest.com. Yeah, true, true. Ugh. True thing. Uh, yeah, and you can also, we will put links to Janet's stuff and to all of the stories we covered at probablyscience.com. Mm-hmm. That is also where you can find the donation button. That really helps us out. Uh, also, you can find the Amazon links and the Amazon holiday gift list. Yeah. There's a lot of good the, stuff in Andy there. And we spent a lot of time yesterday putting it together, and it looks great. Surprisingly easy, thanks to Squarespace. They do make it fast and easy to make yeah. a Amazon. Um, Are but, they coming back? Are they? No, but they're still a great uh, company. I still want <laughs> yeah. to... Uh, it doesn't <laughs> matter if they're sponsoring us right, right now. Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything we have on that page, I personally vouch for being awesome and funny and worth your time. Uh, and most of it is from our past and some future Did you guests. put up the uh, Tiki album? Yep. I didn't put up Tiki album yet, but I will. Um, mm. And also, for those of you who aren't able to donate, uh, you, you can really help us out by just telling your friends. Spread the word. Please Write do. Write nice things mm-hmm. about us on iTunes and on Stitcher. Subscribe if you're not already subscribing. Write into us. Say it, what's Facebook. up. Yeah. You we can love email it. us, probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. Send us stories to cover. Send us comments, questions, clarifications, criticisms, whatever you fancy. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Sure. Find us individually as well. And thank you so much, Janet Varney, for joining us. Oh, my God. It was us. so no, we, funny. We, yeah, yeah really, great. really appreciate having you. <laughs> that was you. awesome. All right. See you next week. Bye. Maybe. Bye.